0: Wonder soul. Wonder, soul. Wonder, soul. WONDER
1: SOUL Think of all the mature, responsible things you could be doing. Helping old ladies cross the street, proudly maintaining your yard, hanging with your folks, or cleaning your room. But get real, you'd rather be playing video games you can rent them from Blockbuster. They've got more of the coolest new Nintendo, Super Nintendo, and Sega Genesis games for rent than anyone in the world. So dudes, why not get your games with Blockbuster? It's the mature thing to do.
2: You know, we had that that flood of free games, like Flappy Bird and Candy Crush and, and just yep. stuff like that, like Clash of Clans and stuff where it was just like, yep. Yeah, in the, their ad marketing campaign was on freaking steroids. It was everywhere yeah. you went. It
1: was just like, yeah. download today, Clash of Clans. Yeah, Clash you know. of Clans. Yeah, yeah. Dude, even on YouTube, they still run ads. Do like, they? Well, it's, it's weird, man. Like, it'll be like someone playing the game. They're like, okay, so yeah, I just set up my house and shit. Oh, look, my friend needs help. So it's like this guy streaming the ad. Like, that's almost what the new oh, marketing no. campaign is. Or it's like you're looking at an ad, but it's almost from the perspective of you're watching this guy stream it.
2: No. It's super
1: meta now. <laughs> uh it's weird. Yeah, there, it's, it's not Clash of Clans, but it's some other Some
2: other Some dude, other
1: game like that, right?
2: Yo, I'm gonna pitch that idea to Elon. Elon, man, is one of my heroes to be honest with you guys Steelers. I I see you out there. Uh I was kinda of, I was really bummed out that, that uh that ship didn't Go up, go up into the orbit the other day they had to
1: oh yeah that fuck
2: up well, everything was good what they had to do because the weather was delayed oh. so Saturday around the afternoon uh they're gonna try again, so
1: nice
2: I mean look Elon's like our Tony Stark I mean that's the way I look at it. I mean this is a man who has money, but at least he's putting it towards shit that's gonna help you know further. Yeah the human race in a lot of ways you know it's a, it's a lot more further thinking in my in my opinion but, uh,
1: progressive thinking yeah from a te- from a technological standpoint exactly uh, he, he's exactly. doing some cool shit he uh, is it, it kind of feels like he's also going through like this weird like midlife <laughs> crisis right now you're right so he's just an interesting guy in general
2: <laughs> like he's so crazy on twitter bro like
1: yeah,
2: he, he, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if he got that from PewDiePie or something. I knew that they were like, they had some kind of link go on. And, and then Elon just stopped taking life so serious. Like he's like, this is yeah. a simulation, man. Screw it, dude. And he'll just like yeah. meme it up
1: and just have yeah. fun with it. Uh, I think he started doing like experimental drug. Like that's my <laughs> that's my
2: That's the vibe you're catching from Elon these days.
1: That's the my theory. Because like, dude, you don't go from like this, this like mogul to like dude it happened like within a week where he was just like <laughs> he went from like this non-twitter memester right to yeah. like just this guy that is saying ridiculous shit, throwing himself out there going on to like joe rogan podcast smoking a joint. oh toy. yes uh you know he's just like i seriously think like this dude is taking some kind of experimental drugs right be. now not a lot but he, he's living life.
2: He, he really is,
1: man. He's kinda, living life. <laughs>
2: I kind of like how he is more laid back and not so uptight. Like we usually see uh, yeah. that that type of, uh, you know, person in society who's got a lot of money. He's even like when I listened to Rogan's last one with him, he was like, yeah, I'm selling my houses. Uh, I don't need them. I don't need-. He's kind of got, I don't know, maybe you get bored with life and you just start trying so much because you've had so much. I don't know, man. Uh, Only Elon can answer that and some handful of others. But um, Flappy Bird pissed you off to no end. Steelers and Saturday is the next launch day. Oh, snap. I can't wait to see that. I think it's just going to be cool. We need some positive news. We need something going on. That we can all sit back and be like, hell yeah, we're going to yeah. space again.
1: Yeah, uh, score one for men. Yeah, right. Uh,
2: but yeah, Flappy Bird was like a meme game, dude. It was, and it had so many clones, and it was just, it was true. I don't
1: remember Flappy Bird. What? what, the what? Fuck is? Hold Flappy
2: Bird, you know the one that people, you, you had to keep pressing the screen to keep it going, and it went through all these obstacles and shit. Oh, you know it no.
1: <laughs> no, no, I never played this. Oh, no. no? Yeah. i remember angry birds okay
2: sure. oh that was another one that was pretty yeah, angry big.
1: Bird. like angry birds was pretty fucking popular that still did make a movie they had a merchandise line and everything
2: oh dude two movies i think i got yeah they like, yeah yeah yeah
1: it got pretty popular man that was yeah. a mobile game yeah that yeah. was
2: a, that was a big mobile game man they went off on that dude uh <laughs> and it was just like a weird the weirdest concept dude that's why like i, I look now at different things i go look some anime is crazy on paper, but watch it, you know, even yeah. something like angry birds. If somebody walked into the press conference or in the meeting room was like, all right, guys, I got a, got an idea for a game. Okay. <laughs> we got birds. We're going to fling them at these pigs and we're going to knock shit down and look <laughs> where look where it, look where yeah. it went. It, it's kind yeah. of crazy. Uh, uh, he's got so much that he's trying to find his new thing that that gets him excited about life. It says his new baby damn Steelers I'm glad that yeah 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 it's Not, pretty deep but what did he name his kid again
1: bro I don't even know I, think, like, <laughs> I, I, I saw I saw this meme like the day like you know his kid was born they were, they were memeing on his name it was uh, it was Frodo looking at the ring and he's like it's some so, some form of elvish I don't know what it is but it was just the kid's name on the ring <laughs> and Gandalf was like there are a few who can <laughs>
2: yo, hey, oh, that's awesome. That's good. I love yeah, I have names. no idea what
1: his fucking kid's name is. It's, 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 I don't it's, even I think Elon no. does, though. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> he just
2: kind of smashed his head against a keyboard and said, that's the kid's name. Uh, yeah, basically, <laughs> I, I'm so glad we're not able to name ourselves, bro. I've thought about oh, yeah. that. I think since online gaming and just the internet in general, I've seen people's usernames and stuff, and I'm like, Man, can you imagine if kids were <laughs> you get to a yeah. certain age where it's like, all right, you can name yourself and it's like, Well, you know, I'm Win Dixie, sixty seven, eighty nine. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, what? Yeah.
0: Like,
2: I don't know. I know some people don't like their names, you know, but still like Yeah. You can see some ridiculous shit. And Elon, I felt like was that was trolling. He was kind of trolling his kid for the future. I don't know. For sure.
1: That's I think that's what <laughs> it is. It's it's a it's a fucking troll whenever his kid <laughs> becomes of age.
2: Like, get off of me, Dad. Be like, yeah. <laughs> they're gonna have some beef for years, dude.
1: <laughs> From, <laughs> I mean shit, I would. I'd be like, dude, what the fuck? Like like can you imagine being you got like, one kid, job, like, dude. when he tries to when he tries to like learn to read? And he yeah. goes to school, right? And, like, one of the first things you ever do in school is, like, learn to write your name. Yeah, yeah. Right? You learn to write your name. This fucking kid, not even the teacher's going to be confused. It's gonna be like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what
2: you write. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> well, you, you you already know in class there's always those couple of names where the teacher would be like, I'm going to probably mess this up, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna give it a shot. Yeah. So. Yeah. Holy
1: <laughs> shit. <That's> Some
2: <somebody>, hilarious. <laughs> somebody. They're gonna be like, you know, pulling their like next. Oh gosh, I got Elon's kid in this class. <laughs> We're just, can we talk? Can I just call you Elon's kid? And yeah. that's probably gonna make that kid so mad too. It's just like, everybody just knows me as your kid, Dad. Like literally, they don't even say my name. They just go, hey, Elon's kid. You're yeah, up. Yeah. Come on up. you know, Little Elon. <laughs> Little Elon. Elon. Well, the, you know, the the mother had something to do with that too, right? I mean...
1: Grimes, yeah. Was
2: yeah, she just I mean, kind of cool with it? Like, Elon, here, name this.
1: I have no Like, so, I didn't even know... like First of all, <laughs> I just barely found out who Grimes was because of Elon. Right, right. They are like, did you see what Elon and Grimes named their kids? Like, like, why did they put Grimes... Like, why did they why did they put her name in the article? Who the fuck is Grimes? Yeah. Apparently, she's famous. Otherwise, her name wouldn't be there. she a musician, right? She's a musician. I've yeah. never heard any of her shit before, but when I looked at her, I was like, dude, maybe she's like the one pushing all these drugs on him. Yo. Right? Maybe yeah. she's the corruptive force, like naming his kid, like some math f- formula.
2: Yeah, she might, man. She's got she, that rock star <laughs> lifestyle she put on Elon. Maybe Elon was in the studio one time recently he was making some EDM music so I mean (laughs) I don't know dude I just I think that that life of his when they do a well they wouldn't do a 30 for 30 but they will do some kind of documentary or some biopic and it's going to be so freaking hilarious yet stupid interesting dude.
1: It's going to be hilarious. Like, yeah, there will it's be that be chapter combination of the both.
2: Yeah. When they get to this chapter where it's like, yo, Elon just went, you know, he's not that he's gone crazy. There's a whole different, we've seen celebrities yeah. and people of fame completely lose their shit. Like yep. y'all remember
1: Britney
2: when Britney lost her shit, she started yep. shaving like whatever happened to her, man. Like, cause there's a lot of celebrities that I feel like you got to have the common sense to go, I, I'm in the spotlight. All right, now I'm gonna be out for a minute. I got all this yep. money, I'm gonna go go away. But there's yep. some that just get stuck in that and they go crazy. The spotlight yep. will drive you insane. And yep. unfortunately for Britney, I don't know much about her for real. She's just an icon from the nineties. I mean, that's when we still had like pop stars, you know? Yep. And uh, yeah, yep. She, recently I think she lit a gym on fire or some shit. Did she really? really? Yeah, she was in the news recently. They made fun of it on <laughs> SNL. She lit <laughs> her own gym on fire. I don't know, because, you know, the quarantine. She knocked over a candle. She was doing yoga or some shit. Uh, so that's... I mean, <laughs> are you looking she it up? She did.
1: Holy fuck, yeah. She burned, she burned down her home gym. That's, oh,
2: my God. That's amazing. She's like, she can't catch a break, dude. Isn't she in Vegas, though, I thought?
1: Uh, so she was... um. So, she's actually got a really interesting life where, like, she was this child star. Yeah. Uh, and her dad was fucking crazy, man. Like, That's what like,
2: Steelers is saying in the chat. I just saw that. Go ahead. You guys, I, I don't know much about this, so.
1: Like, I don't know, like, I'm not an expert. That <laughs> is fucking crazy, like, basically, like, was pushing her out to be, you know, she's a kid not letting, like, not getting to live her fucking teenage life, her fucking yeah. kid life. Just, like, her dad trying to Make her a star. Make her a star. Just being very abusive. So Ooh. she... But this continued into her adult life. And she just fucking snapped, dude. And that's when she, like, shaved her head. Started taking, like, a baseball bat to Cars. What? You know, like, hanging out with, like, Lohan and Paris Hilton and shit. Like, she just, like... She went-, went from the super high to, like, the super low. But she actually rebounded. Started touring again. She was on, like, The Voice or some shit. Damn. Um, She's actually. I mean, I don't know if like she lit this fire like out of like. You know, I had, think it was like, pure a accident. Right? Maybe <laughs> yeah. it was an accident, but yeah, because yeah. like recently she seems like last three years. I mean, I don't fucking know, but she seems, like, <laughs> recovered from that that super low point. Yeah, yeah,
2: I know, I know, she, I. Know, I know you're not getting TMZ alerts on Britney, bro. I know, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> gotta like, know what Spears is doing.
1: Yeah, what's Britney oh, leave her alone! <laughs> he summoned... dude? Yeah. Do you remember that dude? Yeah, yeah.
2: What happened? To, yeah, wasn't that the only thing he was famous for? Yes,
1: yes. Yeah. Uh, but her going psychotic is the reason that dude even got famous. So oh my gosh, it's pretty cool to think about that. That's how the world. <laughs> <laughs> that's how the world works.
2: <laughs> yeah yeah so i mean hey this has been good hey welcome to episode 154 guys we're, we're this is we're, we're just talking we're out here i'm here with Not. um we're just kind of kicking it we're having an awesome conversation we've been talking about britney spears elon <laughs> musk <laughs> celebrities but it, you the
1: know the last things i thought we would have talked about <laughs> <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> that's what's fun about this man it's gonna be great Perfect. man um so Spyjo, before we go on any further, man, because I, I can now see that this is going to be a really interesting conversation and uh, I'm excited, but I want to give you the opportunity to just tell people what you do, man, you know, what you, you know, where the name come from? That's something I would like to know. Where does Spyjo oh, yeah. come from? So if you want to do that right now, and obviously at the end of the episode, we're going to definitely have that opportunity to to plug some more, but before sure. we get carried away, go ahead if you want to just talk, talk it out.
1: Yeah, so. sure. So, um, yeah, Spider Nut. The the oh, I'll just talk about the names. It's since, since you're curious. Uh, uh, so I've been streaming on Twitch for a while, but I went through all these different names. Um, I couldn't really settle on a name, but uh, my buddy, he's a he's an artist, and uh, one night I made him this challenge. I can't remember how the conversation started, but I was like, "Yo, I bet you can't draw a spider." that's also an astronaut, right? And <laughs>
2: what he was like,
1: yo, I'll take that challenge. And he fucking drew it. So like my my Discord icon, that little spider astronaut, that's actually yeah. what drew, right? So oh. I was like, dude, that's fucking sick. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, when I was choosing my next Twitch name, I was like, dude, Spideronaut, right? And I, like, there is one regret. I'm cool with it because about 80% of people get it right, but... Like when um, I race up, they're like, yo, is that <laughs> <laughs> a Spider Astronaut, all right? Uh, that's where the name comes from. Um the what I do, um I guess I fall under that variety streamer label, man. I stream whatever I'm feeling. Yeah, yeah. Um, I get a lot of recommendations from my friends. That's why I started playing like Dark Souls and all that. Um I do like to play challenging games just because I think challenging games produce some really good content just with my personality because i do i mean you've seen me i tilt a lot um <laughs> so there there's that um and i also i'm super into competitive games too though like magic um, um i used to play i have like almost six thousand hours into dota 2 i used to play dota 2 really fucking. really long. yeah they just released a new battle pass for it so i'm hopping back into it i'm i'm pretty good like when I was peaking at Dota, I was probably anywhere between like 3.5 and 4k MMR, which is like, I guess that's like platinum in League. Um, so I'm not like a god at it, but I've played so much that I, I understand the game really thoroughly. Um, Other than that, uh, shit, I mean, how did I even meet you? When, didn't, I, didn't I raid you when you were playing Hollow Knight?
2: Dude, I think that's exactly that, how... I, I yeah. think something like that happened... Um, you were either i popped into your hollow night stream or vice versa but i hold on, i just and if you guys are listening to this in the future on apple Podcasts or spotify you may not uh i put the alerts off because we are streaming the podcast now on twitch and we just got a, a, a nice beefy raid from chuck taylor chuck oh. taylor's
0: yeah, uh, chuck
2: taylor's one who was actually who spider not raided earlier tonight I, uh- yeah. And then it turned out that there was somebody in there, uh, Captain X Val, like, yo, when I started doing Twitch like two years ago now, like on and off, yo, we somehow linked up and she was in that chat, dude. <laughs> and I was like, What? This is what, what is blah. so yo, I just wanted to take a, a a hot minute just to say thank you for that raid. Yo, happy to camel 69. Thank you for the bits, my dudes. Yo, so we hey, look, we're we appreciate it. If you guys see us, you know, talking and, and uh, you know, we, we're also trying to keep it so it's uh, understandable and easier to follow along in, in the future uh, as far as because these episodes are going to go on YouTube and on Apple Podcasts and on the Spotify. So not trying to ignore you guys. Thank you so much for the support. Hope you guys enjoyed your uh your your time here watching this episode here with Not uh we're just we're just kicking it and uh yeah so i just want to take an opportunity i see you ghost planet i see you out there man ghost Planet was on the uh the podcast last week with uh colby told me when we were doing the dragon ball z movies so yeah 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 yeah. it was fun man ghost planet does a audio drama podcast amongst so many other things bro if you like sci-fi i know you like sci-fi yeah
1: i've I've actually checked out his shit he's pretty fucking he's got some cool shit He's got some
2: of hell of it. good talents when it comes to the voice talents and all the all that, yeah. man. Awesome. No, we get it. We know. <laughs> all right, yo. We just wanted to make sure that you guys, you know, appreciate your support. Thank you guys. So also a
1: fucking badass name. Just just shout out to Ghost Planet. That's, yo,
2: do you remember Planet,
1: those two words go really well together? <laughs> <laughs> dude,
2: dude. Yo, all you guys came in in uh, tonight. Thank you so much, Ghost Planet Studios. Uh, is it? Castic, c-y-a-s-t-i-c yo thank you happy To camo 69 appreciate yeah. it and chuck Taylor's Chuck,
1: yeah chuck yeah what's up dude yo, nice to see you in here
2: we appreciate it guys uh so dang where are we at uh i think i either just popped up in your hollow night stream or yeah. either
1: it's either that or I raided you after I wrapped up one of my Hollow Knight streams. I, I honestly can't. Ra- I know it's Hollow Knight related, though.
2: Well, no, it uh, was. I think it was actually because I wasn't able to. I don't have my capture. Well, maybe I did at that time. I know Uncle Mike. Uh, Uncle Mike's World, who also streams on Twitch. Uh, he's using the capture card. And um, so he's been able. That's how, he, you know, he streams like Smash and a lot of the Nintendo, a lot of the Switch stuff. Um, yep. But uh yeah, I was getting into Hollow Knight, and I popped up into your your stream one time, I think, man. And we just got to talking because you were just you were at this like crazy part in the game, yeah. which it seems like a lot of the times when I am in your streams, you're never in some casual just. <laughs> you're in some yeah. like high intense, like jumping, yeah. and dodging, running around, and yo, I mean, Hollow Knight is one of those games that I i have on my switch i have every intentions of like really sitting down and focusing on
1: yeah
2: it's kind of Um, like dark Souls, bro in a lot of weird ways
1: it, it actually is um i can nerd out about hollow knight um hollow knights like when i bought that game i didn't touch it for like four months really um and then when i picked it up and started playing it like it it like i'm talking within two days i knew that was gonna be one of my favorite games of all time um Because I'm super into like 2D platformers and Metroidvanias in general. And Dark Souls is, well, you haven't played Dark Souls 1, but the world building in Dark Souls 1 is basically a 3D Metroidvania. Like almost all the zones connect to each other to like, and they, all those zones also have some type of connection to the central hub in the game. And then whenever you make the progression to the end game content, you kind of go to like this secondary hub where you just kind of hang out for the rest of the game until you like just smash the game out. Um, Hollow Knight is a lot like that. Um, the lore in Hollow Knight is outstanding, too. Um, that's a like if you ever wanted to talk about Hollow Knight lore, you could have <laughs> straight up a three hour, a three hour episode.
2: Dang, on, man!
1: On Hollow Knight lore, it's it's super deep, and it's the cool thing about Hollow Knight lore is that it's kind of told like Dark Souls lore, where there's lore, in the items you find, uh, the charms you pick up. It's you can find some shit, uh, some NPCs that kind of vaguely talk about it. Um, the environment tells a story in most zones as well, um, and the soundtrack in Hollow Knight is hot fire. It's it's easily one of my favorite games of all time. Um, so yeah, definitely you, you got to get back in that dude you got to get back in did, that because the game does pick up too it gets uh fucking intense on some boss fights
2: did someone um did someone throw that it? to you like did someone pitch that game out to you sorry i'm, I'm, I'm working the chat as well but it oh, did sure. did um were, was hollow Knight a game that you just kind of discovered on your own or is it a game that you seem to have uh discovered in your oh. own way you, you know what i'm saying because see Dark Souls 3 and how I got into that was actually because of watching you now I mean who doesn't know about Dark Souls at least at this point I mean there's three of them now there's this whole genre of you know oh this is the Dark Souls of basketball this is the Dark Souls (laughs) of platformers you know so it's become its own thing but I remember like legit watching you play it get into it And that's from Hollow Knight 2 man I think that you've done a really excellent job on your game selection. I think when you're streaming in general, one of the best things that you can do is stream something that you enjoy. You know, don't just stream it because it's popular. Don't just stream it because everybody else is or whatever. Pick those titles that you can get into because there's something about watching somebody who's very passionate about whatever they're into, whatever they're doing, that is like for me. Uh, uh, captivating It gra- I gravitate towards those people and it makes me want to see more and it, and it almost rubs off on you You're almost like dude. This is having a yeah. ball on Dark Souls And I literally was like all I've heard is that Dark Souls is hard That's yeah. all I hear but I'm like there must be something more to that because there, yep. if you're willing to go through the the uh, oftentimes uh, pain uh, that yeah. a game like that can bring there's something more to it and you gotta yeah. literally just try to get through those early learning curves i guess would be the the thing to say yeah and and and, and start to learn the game and start to yep. really get into the vibe so yeah thank you for that man i've, I've tried my best to uh acknowledge uh-huh. that your streams with dark souls and even with hollow Knight, man which is crazy that's how we're connecting now so yeah um so yeah, yeah, so Hollow Knight, was it a friend recommendation or was that something on your radar?
1: Uh, it was actually recommended by one of my friends. Um, you've seen him in chat, uh, Hostelgado. Uh, he's a really good friend of mine mm-hmm. uh, in real life. And um, I was playing this game. Uh, before I played Hollow Knight, I was playing, like, uh, in terms of, like, 2D-style games. It was uh, Cuphead. I just wrapped up Cuphead not Ooh, long before that. That's um, on my list. But- do cupheads the shit um super <laughs> challenging game stick with it though like just stick with it did you, you play it with on. friends no just solo Ooh. that game with friends is even harder like, really so, yes because the bosses get more hp uh like to me that the longer sense. like my mentality is is that the longer a boss fight goes on the the least like percentage you have to succeed that's just my mentality yeah yeah uh, so but anyway, yeah. Um, I had been playing this game called Axiom Verge, which is a huge recommendation for me as well. Uh, it's a Metroidvania like Knight. it's 2D, uh, but it's pixelated to look like straight up like NES Metroid. Right? Ooh. And it's a love letter to Super Metroid. So if you love Super Metroid, uh, I would 100% play fucking Axiom Verge. Because that game is the shit. It's got a really cool fucking story. Uh, there's I think there's like 30 weapons you can find in it. It's got a pretty big zone. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was playing that game, and while I liked it, I was like, I was just like, dude, this is the best fucking Metroidvania I've ever played. And my boy's like, oh dude, I just finished Hollow Knight. Uh, you should try that if you like Axiom Verge, because Hollow Knight honestly makes this game look like like trash not even joking really i was just are you fucking serious so i played hollow knight and like dude i was convinced like he was absolutely right um because axiom verge i'm not shitting on it uh, right because the sequel comes out here this year for the switch and i'm stoked about it but the soundtrack of that game is fire the art in that game is fire the story is like fucking wacky uh and it's just a fun game to play but hollow knight put everything that game does white hollow knight is just 10 times better at it it's soundtrack art gameplay boss fights content the the size and scope of the game uh hollow knight just is i'm not joking it's one of the best fucking gaming experience i've ever had that's so that's so (laughs)
2: awesome to hear you say that man the chat is loving it dude they talk about they're talking about you know, pretty much everything that you're saying is true. Yeah,
1: <laughs> so yeah,
0: uh yeah.
2: which is crazy, man, because uh, the one of the Same big shop, things
0: yeah.
2: like sorry, oh you good. No, like uh Hollow Knight is cheap. I think yeah. when I picked it up it was only fourteen ninety nine and I'm like, dude, for that much content and for that it's for everything you mentioned as far as the look, the aesthetic, the the music and the atmosphere. I mean, yeah. dude, it, it's definitely a game that I feel bad for having on my switch. And every time I pick up my switch and I'm going through and I see it there, it's like, oh, oh yeah. I'm not. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of new to certain genres of games, bro. Metroidvania type games, though, yep. they though they've been around for a minute as far as like, you know, the old school NES, Super Nintendo, Sega type stuff. You know, I never got a chance to really dive into that generation. My generation, even though I played a lot on those consoles, was the GameCube, was the 64, where that style of gameplay started moving into the 3D. So I think there's this really interesting uh, lust for some of this retro pixelated, you know, old style of gameplay. But now it's been updated. You know, it's been like almost perfected in a lot of ways new technology uh, oh go ahead go ahead
1: so well I mean I I think what you were about to ask is like how do you how do you you think that genre can has survived like despite all this advancements in tech and um honestly I I kind of call it like like the boomer movement in the gaming community right (laughs) like so where I I would consider myself a boomer because I like the consoles I grew up on I'm only, like, a couple years older than you, too, but this is what I mean by, like, it's Mm. literally that small of a window. Like, I, the consoles I had were, like, the NES and Super Nintendo, and Mm. then whenever I was, like, in fourth, fifth grade, I got the 64, and then the PS1, and, like, you know, it just, I was playing side-scrollers and 2D platformers, like, when, those are, like, some of my first memories, right? Yeah, yeah. I would call these boomer games, straight up. Because those were, <laughs> like, I mean, I guess you could argue that, like, Pac-Man and the arcade thing, that's, yeah. like, way like more... Galaga, like a, yeah,
2: yes, stuff like right? that. But yeah.
1: I would also include these games into that bundle. But yeah. um, with the advancements in, like, uh, like, how well you can make pixels look, how easy you can make music now, because whenever you were making music on NES or SNES, you were literally making them from chips on those devices right like you couldn't import mp3s or anything into those games um so you have all this new way to make music all this new way to draw art all this new way to animate um and people were like dude what if you took a game like metroid right super metroid Mm -hmm. and you just use new technology you you put a new skin on it you made it look more sexy right that's literally all these games are doing in a way but uh when it comes to Hollow Knight, I think Hollow Knight. Those guys, they were, they took everything that they loved about Dark Souls. They took everything they loved about animation. They took everything they loved about an, an adventure, an an epic story, like an epic, a night story. Like what night story is ever easy, you
2: know? <laughs> right, right. That's,
1: that's the best way I can kind of explain that game. Um, but in general, those games are coming back just because. I think there's people like me who just missed those games, and no one was, no one else was making them, so they started making them themselves. That's kind of what I think. Well, um, God bless them too.
2: <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, bro. Like, it, it seems like there is this uh, resurgence of retro gaming, and not even just retro gaming. As far as like, you know, someone like Chuck Taylor's in the chat you know it's talking about you know he's been collecting for 4 years i see a lot of that there's a lot of people that i see are really into going back collecting these older systems all these games and there is something about physically owning that game and and, and those styles of games that you know are just so memorable so nostalgic have such an impact on why we like the games that we like today and, and it and it it shows with a game like hollow knight that the people who made this game those are the same games that left an impact and imprint on them, you know? Yeah. And so that they, they, it just feels like such a love letter. Like you've said before to these, these styles of games, man. Yep. And, um, you know, the fact that we are getting this resurgence of retro gaming, um, not only that is this retro styles of games that we're getting now, you know, yep. Uh, yep. like, um, like the hollow Knights, like the, what's the Celeste? Isn't that yes, one? That can, yeah. Yep. Uh, there's a man, there's like a, there's a handful of just new yep. games that are actually in a lot of ways, you know, modern versions of classics that we've had for years now.
1: Yep. And it's, um, it's, it's also not like just limited to those genres of like 2d right. platformers and shit, because um, there's a couple games on my list that um, <laughs> I, I they're called boomer shooters right that's generally (laughs) what the the community calls them like but like games like quake uh old school doom um hexen i don't know if like you ever played hexen yo chuck I i collect games too man uh hexen is a old school boomer shooter where like instead of controlling a guy with a gun you can select to be a warrior a mage or a cleric right mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. You, you know you get these different weapons and shit um but there's these games that are being released today like games like dusk and a Medieval project warlock um there was one i just saw last night um uh, god i can't even remember what it's called it's like something i think it's called like among ruin or some shit Ooh. but these are all love letters to those boomer shooters that we used to play back in the day and from all the reviews I've read, especially Dusk and Amid Evil, overwhelmingly positive. Um, so we're seeing like the even the shooter genre be re examined a little bit because, like, for real, you, you said you were playing Fortnite and you mentioned Call of Duty earlier. Like, how long have we been playing those types of games? Like, ever since like the online movement? Like,
2: yeah, you pretty know, much.
1: Call of Duty was cloning itself, like, it's still cloning itself today almost, right? And now it's getting into the BR shit. Um, all the DRs, like, it just feels like shooters have always kind of lived in this vacuum of if the online multiplayer isn't good, um, it's rarely going to be a good shooter. But there's a handful of exceptions, but like the only ones that I can think of are like bi- the Bioshock series. Um, I think Far Cry fits yeah. in there, but I, you can't really think of a whole lot of first-person shooters. Halo had a, an amazing campaign, but outside of those big-ass franchises, can't really think of a lot of those, um, but... Like within the last five years, like a medieval dusk, Project Warlock, uh, just all these games that are like, dude, fuck the online shit. What if we introduce like solving puzzles back into this type of thing, uh, you know? Um, rather than be focused strictly on gunplay and shit, how about you just spawn a shit ton of monsters, you get all these badass abilities and you just wipe everything off the screen. You solve puzzles, you go to these new worlds. Um, I, I think that's been missing from shooters and it's nice to see that shit be remade. So I'm getting excited for those games as well.
2: <laughs> so what I was gonna say, man, I, I, like when we're talking about physical games, when we're talking about older games. Like the thing about the uh, this new movement of like what is old is new in some kind of ways is mm-hmm. the fact that like it's kind of like me right right now doing this uh, this the Wave Kings book for the Wondersoul Book Club, bro. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I I'm listening to the Audible version as well as reading it but it's like i can't find myself craving uh, ebooks and it's right. nothing against them it's just like i still come from that generation that likes to physically feel the pages yep. within my fingertips and the yep. smell of a book is oddly yep. refreshing almost like when you open up a brand new oh, yeah. game you know you get that that whiff of a brand new game yeah. in the case there's something yeah. about that that you know yes there's a lot of games out there that you can find uh, especially nowadays especially now with this quarantine and everything digital sales must be through the roof uh they they definitely helped out when it came to new releases like animal crossing doom when it came out at the beginning of all that like you know people were almost forced to get it digital but i don't it it depends on the title you know what i'm saying like digital has its perks and I don't mind going out for midnight releases or going to, you know, getting in my car, driving to a location to pick up something Um I because I feel like I actually own it. Like when yeah. I get something digital, no matter what, now, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm new to Steam and I'm getting a lot of stuff off of Steam. Well, I'm not owning yeah. any of those games like physically. So, yeah. you know, I have this library of titles, but, yeah. you know, it's through Steam. So what happens when Steam, you know, what I'm saying is it feels like I'm renting stuff. Now I am yes. the kid. I, I am the kid that growing up I didn't own a lot of games. I rented a lot of games. I had. Yep. I, I only bought the games that I really, really liked. You know what I'm saying? I I I, I remember the year I got a GameCube uh, was uh, around the summer. Uh, around summertime, Blockbuster had this thing where it was like, bro, for I, I can't remember the price. Let's just throw something out there. I think it was somewhere around $19.99 a month. You could just rent. You could just rent, you you go to Blockbuster, you rent two yeah. games, uh, you go home, you beat them, or you, if you don't like them, you go, hey, mom, can you drive me to Blockbuster? Yeah. <laughs> you go the next day. It was the summer of just playing every title and experimenting, you know? Because, yeah. you know, when you're spending $60 for these games, you don't have the opportunity to risk buying something that you're not going to like. Why do you think a lot of people will review games depend on these, you know, these articles, these ratings and stuff. It's kind of like yeah. movies, bro. It's like so expensive to go see a movie in the movie theater just off of a whim. It's like, yeah, I feel like going to it. What's good? You know, you going to, are you going to spend that much money, go sit in a theater and walk out and go, that was, that was shit. <laughs> like, I just had a bad <laughs> yeah. time. Yeah. But, but, you know, I love the idea of things like an Xbox game pass. But then again, I'm also worried about what the future is going to be like as far as like physical copy games. Now we are going to still have those classics and uh, we, like from examples like hollow Knight, and so many other ones that we've mentioned and you mentioned specifically, you know, there, there is always going to be that res, that that style of game and even um, like certain ones that aren't really getting a lot of love. I mean, yeah. I think you're absolutely right about first person shooters. Now are just, that they're just multiplayer madness, and they're all copying yeah. each other. Like uh, when I did try out Fortnite, like most of the world did at the very beginning. Look at that, and take a screenshot, and then compare it to what's in that game today. The yeah. thing about online gaming experiences is that they're constantly fucking changing. Imagine if GoldenEye had a DLC. Imagine oh, if GoldenEye God, and I yeah. had like <laughs> new maps, yeah. new characters. As awesome as that can be for longevity, when you're in the moment for that, to see what why you hold on to certain things is because they didn't change, dude. They, yeah. they they weren't altered. They were a good game or a bad game. You yeah. didn't get an update on day one. You didn't yeah. get this early access thing. The only time you ever got to try a game out was renting it, but that's not even a thing no more. Uh, yep. I think Redbox at the end of last year said, hell no we're not <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're not renting more games any more games plus if you look at the libraries out there they have maybe a handful so yeah i i i really miss the days of being able to try games out to oh, yeah. experiment different games that i normally wouldn't just shove you know full price out for that's why now i live by this whole if i don't buy it day one don't you won't catch me paying day one prices for it it just oh, can't yeah. happen man
1: so yep i agree i agree um yeah i was also a blockbuster kid basically. oh dude those were the days man um like so before they introduced that that library system you were talking about where you can just infinitely hold on to the game for a monthly service yeah um what what banger prices that my blockbuster did was like they boosted okay hey you used to have these when new shit would come out you can only rate it for like you had to pay either the two-day or the three-day price. Mm-hmm. But when games were kind of stagnant, they weren't really getting moved a lot, they would be like, okay, you can rent this game for five days for, like, three bucks. You know what days. I mean? Yeah, yeah. The, 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 that yellow sticker. I was just like, fuck <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Uh And that's how I found so many games that I actually ended up buying physically. Um, kind, of, kind of like you said, where, like, games back then, they, they couldn't get patched. Like, they were actually shipping finished products right yeah there, there wasn't going to be any dlc if there was dlc they were just going to make a whole new fucking game for we <laughs> call it part two, right yeah uh, uh so that's kind of what's missing from nowadays world because you know we're also like everything's so connected where you know a game can get released with a shit ton of bugs and the the right that's you know, fine it's fine we'll, we'll deal with the shitty reviews for that first quarter yeah um then by the time second quarter comes around, we'll have all the bugs smashed, we'll have a DLC ready, and then, you know, we'll start selling good there, right? That's like the strategy nowadays for all these major fucking companies. Like, you can look no further at uh, what who fucking butchered like Mass Effect and uh, Uh, Dragon Age? Was that EA? uh, EA just shipping out garbage and then literally taking forever to fix it. And by the time they fixed it, it was too late. They, they, They literally put these franchises that were amazing like Mass Effect 1 and 2 was if you never played those dude uh, they're fucking great games Um, but Mass Effect 3 was so bad so bad that like people were almost like they were writing like change.org petitions like EA you gotta change the fucking ending to this game because it's dog shit Uh, (laughs) like people just getting so upset that they ruined it that bad right uh that shit didn't happen back then like when we were renting shit from blockbuster yeah those games were being shipped completed oh as bug-free as they possibly could be because otherwise if they shipped trash they weren't selling it right Right. and i think that's why like on n64 um super nintendo like not so much nes because there's a lot of NES games that are just dog shit. Like yeah. they did not age well at all. Um, even back then, were dog shit. Like little four year old me was like, "This is dog shit." Like, <laughs> <right>. Just, <laughs> but like Super Nintendo n '64, some of the best fucking games ever made were yeah. during was during that time, and that's even like on PC. Like that's when like Doom was being made, Hexen, Duke Nukem, uh, like Quake, fucking Quake, Diablo, Warcraft. Command and Conquer, like that era of games from like 90, let's just call it like 1990 to like 2002, that was like the best games to actually be a game owner and like play games because almost everything that was shipping was really good. Almost damn near everything that you could go to like Blockbuster and be like, dude, what am I actually going to play tonight? There was a little tiny chance that the game you selected was going to be trash like straight up well Uh, that's how it was
2: for me anyway well i'll tell you like while we're on this topic and this is why i love having like these wonder talk type conversations where we can just we can spend as long or as short on any given topic and we can just see where it goes three things that i've noticed right uh games that come out are in early access for way 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 too long oh yeah Fortnite's still in early access how much money is that game made Come on, people. Come on. People Too
1: much, too much.
2: Uh, I've noticed now with reviews, so games will come out and they'll be a certain way and they might not have microtransactions at first. So that yeah. IGN, all these people can review it. And then they're like, all right, the reviews are out there. Put the microtransactions in there. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, yeah. uh, and then I'm also seeing this new trend. If you've seen it with online games like Overwatch or stuff like that, where I think it was IGN recently who did like another review for Overwatch because at this point in, in its life cycle it's almost a brand new it's a different game than what it was at launch so it's like now you have to review these games to, uh, again because they're not going to be anything like what they were when they were shipped out and when they were released and I feel like that's such a weird world that we live in I think that's why I've been more attracted to single player type games RPGs like you know contained uh, works of art Where I I love online games. I think that that's been so crucial in my social life here growing up with connecting while all your friends are spreading out. You can still get on the sticks or on your computer and and, and catch up and have fun and play games together like you used to. Because there's not that many couch co-op games anymore. There's not that that opportunity to link up in one physical location. So I'm thankful, especially in this quarantine. Man, Having games like that, and and even things like this, like Twitch and streaming and sharing these experiences, bro. Like I've been having such a ball playing games that I grew up with, like Pokemon mm-hmm. Fire Red, like <laughs> yeah. NCAA, and being able to not only stream them and share them now, but but also uh, you know share these experiences and have new memories and new experiences from the the fact that people are like, yo, man. Is this NCAA6? Man, this Dude, was yeah. one of my favorites. Oh, Pokemon? Bro, I haven't yeah. played Pokemon. And so I love that. But I also have in this generation, I don't know how I'm a, we're we're about to reach that new era. We're about to hit this new chapter with the PS5, Xbox Series X, and whatever that's all whatever is over the horizon. This this generation will have, to me, I don't, I almost hate to say it. Console-wise, a lot more cons and pros that I hope don't necessarily carry into the future. Um, You know, loot boxes, microtransactions, you know, taking a game like Destiny and going, you know what? Chop that shit in half. This is DLC. (laughs) It's like, what? You had the full, you had it right there. You know, there's certain little business models that are being followed that i'm kind of like "Uh," and i think that's what kind of reinforces what we've been talking about is this lust for what's old because that's when it felt pure it it felt like these games like when i did the n60 uh n64 episode uh there was a moment where one of the uh, i think the american spokesperson for nintendo at that time was talking about you know it's all about quality over quantity yes the nintendo 64 ain't gonna have a huge library but you can at least, uh, you know, guarantee to a, to a certain extent that the, the quality of game yeah. of those few titles that you get are going to be legendary. Why are so many people playing some of these games that have been out for 10, 20, yeah. 30 years and yet they, they still play as well as if not better than some of the games that we're getting right now? You know, so it's it's a we're in this weird flux and transition, you know what I'm saying? So, oh yeah,
1: yeah, I agree. Um, it's it's someone in chat mentioned that um, like microtransactions really hurt the gaming industry, and it depends on how you look at it, right? Because uh, like financially, it 100 percent has helped the gaming industry. They've been People have been making more money today as game developers than at any point in fucking history, as far as I'm concerned, right? I mean, like Nintendo just smashed their Wii sales with the Switch, um, and that being said, there's going to be a ton of fucking games that are being bought for that console specifically, like smash, you know, all the, all those, like you said, Nintendo legendary titles. Um, but what's has hurt the gaming industry is because of microtransactions. Like you were saying, there's this, like these new fucking shady ass business models where, um, you know, like EA, for example, whenever they, I can't remember which game it was. It was like one of those, uh, those star Wars shooters.
2: Oh, Battlefront two.
1: Yeah, where they like hid all the fucking like cool fucking characters like Darth Vader and all that behind like these massive where if you didn't pay for them, you had to do all this ridiculous shit in game to actually unlock so them.
2: much grinding, dude.
1: Right. And so it's like they're like, it's this mind game like, oh, dude, all you have to do is like spend like 15 more dollars and you don't have to do that. And that's what's actually ruining uh, the, the game industry, in my opinion, is that there's these fucking suits and it's, you only see this for the AAA titles, by the way. You you hardly ever see this for indie developers um, where they try to – ultimately, they have investors. This is just the way the world works right now. If you have investors, all they care about is that bottom line. They don't care if you have to ship the game broken, unfinished, nope. and you have to hot patch it. They don't give a shit. They just, hey, this game needs to come out by this date. We need to make this much money or our investors are going to pull out. That's just the way it is for those AAA titles. So they're, they they take all these they, – and they have people that think about this too, by the way. They, they hire people to think of these new strategies. Like how can we get the most money from each of our players, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, did you ever watch that South Park episode about mobile games?
2: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: With, with the Canadian devil? Like that episode <laughs> explains it perfectly. Like that's why all these games that you see like uh, – that are free to play, like, um, like League of Legends, Counter-Strike, all this shit. They're yeah. free to play, but then like, oh, hey, you got this chest, but you can't open it unless you buy a key for that chest. And like, gambling is, it's already been proven that it's like 100% an, an addictive thing. Like the way your brain reacts to winning mm-hmm. or getting new shit that you don't know you're going to get, it's just like a dopamine rush. Mm-hmm. And they hope to fucking hook these people. And, like, just a small percentage, hey, we want to get as many people to play this game, but we don't even care if they like it. We just want to get the addicts, right? So we can get as much money from them as possible. That's their fucking cash cows. And then everybody on top of that, play casually, they're just throwing money here and there. Yeah. Like, for example, me with Magic the Gathering, every time a new set comes out, I easily give, I easily spend $100. <laughs> so they're getting guaranteed 100 bucks from me every time. It's, it's
2: weird, bro, I, you know, okay, so here's a couple things about microtransactions, right? So, um, I, I, understandably so that a lot <laughs> of games are now, once they're shipped, they're not done. They're not done. Yeah. They, they, they still have online support. They still got to pay people to fix bugs and anything like that, updates. So it's not like how, uh, I, now I'm not 100% sure how it's ever been, really, because I've never done that kind of work, but you know, the fact that I can only imagine the game was done, it shipped. Hey, congratulations team, be proud of the work. Thank yep. you for your hard work. All right, you know, and that was done. You you were done with that project. Now it's like they had to implement something to continue to pay and fund and support the employees that are still there. And yep. and and unfortunately, my thing with microtransactions now today and forever, now the whole argument is like, well, as long as it's cosmetic, you know. As long as it's not <laughs> yeah. paid to win. You know, and I feel you on that, but it's also like if you came from that generation before all this. Now, this is where I worry. You know, the the big thing about this conversation that I find interesting and and, and scares me is the kids growing up. That you know, yep. we grew up and whatever we had at that time, we knew nothing else. There was, it was you know, property.
1: It was property. It
2: right? was property and everything yep. you got in your game, you earned in the game. You didn't have yep. to you didn't have to ask your mom for extra money. Or your dad yep. for their debit card, or I need to go get V Bucks, or I need to get this for my, <laughs> so I can get some shorts in 2K because you know Billy uh, down the yes, street. 2K, 2K ruined example. ruined the game in my opinion. You had one of the 100%. best sports games, uh, especially with 2K11, and then gradually it just got worse and worse, and they started going. You know what? You, you got to pay for that now. Uh, you know what? Yeah, I mean, We're going to take this and you got, uh, you got V-Bucks. It's only $4.99. It, yeah. it, and, and I hated how the equation of the money. So purposely you would buy, you know, uh, in-game currency and you would be able to purchase something and then you'd have like 150 left over, but you need 250. Yeah. But you can only buy so much. So it's like, well, I guess you're going to have to give us yeah. another 4 Okay. Thank you. I hated that bro and i yeah. hate that and it takes games that are potentially good that a lot of people i know that work on them love uh what they're doing are passionate about the the source material and what they're working on but what happens is like you said these suits these business minded people that see nothing but numbers and charts they take that product and they go well They got the cigars, you know, their their feet kicked up. They're like, well, how can we make more money? You know, does that need to be in the game? Why don't you just charge for that? You know, it's like, what? What are you talking about? You know, weapon skins, cosmetic stuff like, hey, man, to each your own. You work hard. You take that paycheck. You do whatever you want with it, bro. As long as it's not hurting nobody, it's not hurting me. I can't control it. If you want to, I I knew the thing that happened with games this generation is that they looked at smartphones, they looked at the app store, they said, hmm, people are giving things for free, and making more money. Free games, yeah. right? They also started seeing, uh, oh, so the iPhone 6 can come out, and then six months later, you can have an iPhone 6s? Yeah. What the hell? What what happened to this generation? I mean, we've always in some ways gotten an upgraded cosmetic, you know, upgrade to these consoles, like yeah. uh, like the PlayStations, like PlayStation 2, Slim. You know, but that was late, Yep. but it wasn't like it played better PlayStation two games, but what did we get this generation? The Xbox X, you know, the PlayStation four pro, you know? Oh, it it plays games in higher quality. You know, it's like mid-generation upgrades. It's just like your, those phones. It's like, we tweaked this a little bit, but here, just throw us money. It's like, dude, you tried to copy that market. You saw money. And think about it, My PS4, I love it. Uh, I've had a good uh, time with it. Uh, it's really my first official PlayStation console. But if I go into my library right now, unfortunately, it's a free-to-play machine. It's got yep. Apex. It's got Warzone. It's got all those games that are just free to install and free to play. Because the benefit of free-to-play games is that I can go, Yo, spider Knight, you should play this new game. It's free. Yep. I mean, what's the so if you don't like it, well, you don't have to spend no money on it. You're good. It's like, you know, but if you do like it, shit, you didn't have to spend money on it. So yeah. there's that intrigue there. But then again, you know, what's that do to other games? You know, it makes it for me as a consumer. I have a harder time throwing yeah. $60 at a game. Like I got to really want that game. I don't care if yeah. I have all my friends go, bro, you never played this. This shit is going to be amazing. It's like, dude, yeah. I'm sure it is. And I would yep. love to play with you guys, but I ain't about to just throw sixty. Let's just go play Apex yeah. or some shit, dude. Like, yeah, that's exactly. great. like it's free.
1: So, it's paying sixty bucks nowadays is almost ludicrous. Like I had to, I had to like actually give myself a pep talk that when I bought Doom Eternal, I was just like, "Jared, you're," because I almost didn't buy it like five times, man. Uh, but I was just like, "Dude, you know you're gonna love it. Come on, baby, just just push, pull the trigger this once." <laughs> this once because i got burned on so many day one purchases for 60 way back in the day like mass effect 3 Uh, a couple of other games like where i was just like dude i'm never fucking pre-ordering a game again like you
0: know
1: (laughs) i'm gonna wait till reviews a lot of reviews come out and not these magazines that are paid to write good reviews like Mm. i want to see what the the users are saying like people like me that just go in there just like right uh that's what i want to read even if it's a totally horrible review that yeah. is like completely wrong i appreciate those reviews because it's like hey one guy actually felt this way so something had to cause that right um but and, and like you said when it, when it like back then right there was like you said cosmetic changes to the consoles themselves like the the ps2 going from like that big fat thing to the little <laughs> slim boy right uh, same thing happened on the three where it was like this big hunk of fucking like computer and then they're like okay we finally were able to shrink it down a little bit most Freaking, most the hardware is the this same this is a
2: beast bro i mean these are these are not yeah they dude, were...
1: that's the slim <laughs> by the way <laughs>
2: these are not that's, like come on now you know
1: yeah, I, I yeah get that's, it. that's that's uh, that's
2: but you know. but you know what, not to cut you off or anything, but you made me think of something. Remember this game that came out recently that was so hyped and had a lot of money and blah, blah, blah. Big company was putting it out, right? Okay, we're going to get to the name. I want to see if anybody guesses it, right? So this game is hyped up. It's supposed to be the big thing. It's made by somebody uh, that I think, yeah, worked on Mass Effect. So I think, huh. okay, so anyways, here's the thing you're talking about magazines and companies well you got people now like content creators and people on youtube and people like us you know who are out here doing these things that you know i find like i respect your opinion more you seem more relatable you seem more honest you ain't got nothing to lose nothing to gain if you like it you don't they were having people fly out to these parties playing this game trying it out and then when that person went back and actually did a review for it they were honest they were like, that's nah, not that good. It's kind of, yeah. it's kind of crap. Yeah. And they, they got hit up by that company. They're like, Hey bro, don't you freaking remember? We had you come out to this party, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. What?
1: yeah, we, we flew you out, dude. You're supposed yeah. to talk good about us. Yeah. And it's like,
2: nah, bro, that's not how it goes. Uh, so what's that game? Oh gosh. The Iron Man simulator type shit that came out by Bioware.
1: Oh, uh, oh uh, dude, that's uh, 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 Anthem. 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 Um, that, I don't know if you've read the whole story. I, I would
2: it love to. If, if you know dude, more, tell me. Let me,
1: get, let me get you an article. Hold Give up. me an uh, article, bro.
2: I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check up on the uh, chat, guys. I hope you guys are enjoying anthem. this conversation, man. I've been seeing everything oh, uh, you guys say, man.
1: I wanted to answer, uh, Chuck. Go for it. Uh, go for Blazing it. Blazing Chrome. Um, no, but I've been wanting to play the fucking shit out of that. Blazing it it looks exactly like old school Contra. It looks right up my fucking alley. Let's um, see.
2: Um, while you're looking that up, I'm going to read some of the chat here. Uh Chuck said, "You know what made buying video games back then, looking at the cover art and pictures on the back of the box, and you had to hope whatever uh let's see. Oh, the chat's moving. Whatever you bought was actually good and didn't suck based on the pictures behind the game box." Chuck, can I tell you what that reminds me of? Uh horror movies. Renting movies. Like oh, buying yeah. a buying
1: a CD. 100%. That's a fucking great example. Sorry to cut you no, off. No, no, but, but
2: that's, you, that's what's, you know, when doing the podcast, I've tried to make like cool ass, like cover art because, Hey, what's underneath that might be, ah, you know, yeah. <laughs> but, but if yeah. I can make it package it cool, like that's what I picked so many movies to rent because I was like, damn, this looks scary as fuck. And then I get home and I'll be like, damn, this is some trash. Dude.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's actually more hilarious than it is terrifying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm a huge fucking horror junkie. I don't know if I've ever told you.
2: I don't know if you did. dude.
1: But dude, yeah, I I fucking love horror movies. I watched so many. Um, And I have a, I have a VHS collect. Like this is where I think you and I actually get along really well because we both have like, I feel like you're into like that nineties just time. Yeah. It was on VHS. instead of DVD. I, you know, vinyl records and tape cassettes still existed. We were just starting to see CDs. Like I missed that technology in that era right
2: yeah um, me too me too
1: and a part of that era like especially 80s going to early 90s were slasher films right so i got i grew up watching horror movies i'm i'm fucking obsessed with that shit oh dude but that's a great example because whenever you go to blockbuster all those almost every single horror movie saw the cover you're like dude that looks Terrifying, right? <laughs> like child's play, for example, like the little dog cutting up, like the little, yeah, with the, with the jack of the, the box's <laughs> <with his> head <laughs> with the scissors. <laughs> dude, I'm not watching that shit. And then you actually watch it, and you're laughing your ass you're off. Like, the what the hell?
2: Let me see, I, <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna look at uh, keep talking, man. I got some VHS's over here, so let me see if I can grab an example or two. Oh, so sure, sure. Keep, keep yeah. talking to the people. Give me one sec.
1: Sure, sure. Let's see. Uh. Let's see, let's see. Yeah, reading movies at block but rip Papa dude Papa Buster. Blockbuster was the shit, y'all. She owns an Annabelle and Chucky dolls. Like actual dolls? No. No. You shouldn't own the actual dolls. Like, if if that's actually kind of creepy, don't lie. Blazing crow Hey, it's on my list, actually, Chuck. Um uh I have a couple of games on my list right now. Um, I'm going to be doing uh, a playthrough of Conqueror's Bad Fur Day here kind of soonish. Um, I'm going to be playing Bloodborne here soonish as well. And then I was going to jump into uh, either a Evil or Dusk and then eventually uh, plays in Chrome. You actually have them sealed away, dude. That's terrifying. <laughs> That's terrifying.
2: Yo, shout out Happy Toe Camel for the host, my dudes.
1: All right. Yeah, I got yeah. It. Thanks for that, by the way. So this is
2: an example of something that would look cool, but really wasn't, right? So I'm gonna try to hold this up so everybody can see it. Do you remember this show? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. I remember the books too.
2: <laughs> isn't isn't this Iceman from X-Men? I think that's Iceman from X-Men. I don't even I remember the books more than the show. That was right. Yeah, yeah. See it says some people and it was always like the things that they put on the on the VHS. (gasps) Whoa, hold up. Yo Yo, things are happening.
1: What the fuck? Oh my
2: gosh. If you're if you listen to this in the future, uh yo. Okay, SJ plays is the shit. She is the go. She is amazing. She and Nerdoking are top tier supporters. Check out their streams. Holy shit. Thank you. Know
1: you. I'm following now. That's that's fucking wow. awesome. Congrats, wow. Wow.
2: <laughs> Thank you so much, SJ. Salute. Salute. You guys are fucking This has been such a fun episode, man. I hope everybody's enjoying. Uh <laughs> but uh you know it was always the things that they put on the the, like on the back of the book or something like remember book book fairs at school
1: oh dude scholastic book fair that was like they happened twice a year at my school and i would actually the month it was happening i would save up for that month so i could spend as much fucking money as i could because i loved Like, dude i still i should be reading more but back then i loved to read and I love the scholastic book Fair. Oh, and it
2: was <laughs> and it was it wasn't even just the books, bro. They had all these little trinkets and little pencil yeah. sharpeners or erasers. They had all these little things that you'd be yeah. like, shit, this was cool. That's a cool bookmark. Yeah, bro. Yeah. It was uh, you know, it was so much fun, man. And, and and some of the reason why I got into some of these books and stuff, but what I'm saying is kinda of like movies used to say like, Some people never change, some do. And you'd always be like, Well, damn, that looks interesting, bro. Dude, um, yeah. You know
1: what <laughs> using a book as an example was fucking goosebumps uh, i had the entire goosebumps fucking collection and i probably only liked like 20 of them to be honest but like <laughs> every book was like the cover to be like uh like fuck what was the stay out of the basement was like do not go down <laughs> the like, like, there's always some fucking cheesy ass catch line that was just like aha that sounds tight <laughs> That sounds fucking Yo, tight. I'm gonna read it. <laughs>
2: SJ brought up the rubber pencils. Oh my gosh! I'm so glad that everybody remembers book fairs. I don't even know if they still do book fairs, and I hope that
1: I they hope do. that my kids get they to enjoy do. it. They do. They do. Uh, Are they so, eBooks? I mean, like,
2: Is it like an eBook fair where it was all like digital on a tablet?
1: And just <laughs> I'm sure they have some shit for that, but like not. Nah, so um, I, I I've seen like. I went and picked up uh, some food the other day, right? And um, there was someone in there that was like literally redeeming a coupon that they got from Accelerated Reader. <gasps> one AR, dude. And they're still doing <laughs> AR reading and yes. shit, man. So, hell yeah. Um, or like some version of it, right? But it was like, <laughs> yeah, my, my kid read this book, got this coupon. And they were like, oh, yeah, yeah. And they gave her like a free drink or whatever. Um, and yeah, uh, there's a couple of schools where. Like, around town, it's like, hey, book fair this weekend. Um I- I'm glad that's still happening because, dude, like, those those times were magical. <laughs> oh, dude.
2: <laughs> stuff, magical. So many books that I got into that I wish they would make shows, like The Magic Treehouse. Um, oh, yeah. They-, they-, they used to go to all the historical moments. At- at- on uh- Dude, I'm a PBS kid, though, too, man. PBS yeah. raised me. I'm talking about Reading Rainbow. I'm talking about Sesame Street, Mr. Yep. Rogers' Neighborhood. Damn, see, we're going – But yeah, dude, it, it, that was just like so pure to me, man. And, uh, 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 here's, here's some more examples and we'll we'll move on. This is, I don't even know, man. This is kind of
1: like it came from beneath the sea. I don't know, man. It just, I love that. I fucking love that movie. It's hilarious. They got
2: those. This is a horror movie. (laughs) If I've ever seen one, bro. I don't know if you (laughs) see.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. You actually have that on VHS. I had to bro. It's a blast in Washington
2: post. (laughs) This ain't no game. It's a live action thrill ride.
1: Oh, Oh, no, it's not. (laughs) No,
2: it's not, dude.
1: It's a live action. I would love to talk
2: about this sometime, guys. I pop in special effects at 60 second preview. Oh, yeah. This is why Nintendo stopped. Imagine if we had a live action Zelda, dude. Can you imagine?
1: I don't want to imagine. Oh, you don't want to.
2: Yo, do I? uh, Let's see. I'm going to check out the chat while I'm pulling out some of these. Uh, Let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. reading rainbow yes reading rainbow is amazing dude that dude uh you know you don't gotta take my word for it da, da, da. and yeah uh, <laughs> remember the yellow paper magazines they give you months to buy yes oh, yeah. yeah
1: so you yeah. had like
2: time to prepare you're like dude when yeah. the book fair comes into the gym dude this this oh yeah we're gonna get
1: they were uh, teaching us kiddos how to pre-order
2: no, see, this is a good example of a cover that actually had a good movie behind uh, it. The thing yeah. by John Carpenter, but like this, I don't know if we really see this in the movie. But that that shit was like, what the hell are we? You know, the ultimate in yeah. error or oh, error, alien terror. My bad.
1: Yeah, yeah, dude, that movie's legendary. And then John on the Carpenter the back, one of my fucking heroes.
2: We get this man walking around on fire. So you already know the shit's lit. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 Yo, I saw a trailer for this VHS, guys, and I, I didn't know that they were this big. This movie was so big. It's even holographic, oh, it's dude. Terminator. Terminator. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Yo, it, it came with 15 minutes of additional footage, has been added to this edition. Yo, this movie nice. was crazy, bro. Dude,
1: that's I, one of the. Greatest '90s movies ever. <laughs> no,
2: I, and I got the OG. They didn't even know what the hell they were doing at this point. They're just like, yeah, just throw them in there. This is before the shit got bad. But these are just some examples. And then this one, this is a shitty movie, but I thought it had a dope cover. Uh, you know, I, you know, I don't even oh, know. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know what this movie is about, man. <laughs> but but the thing about it was, is uh, it just. Like, I like that kind of art. I like that it, it, it kind of has that, um, you know, people like to collect vinyl, right? I'm, mm-hmm. all, I'm all for that, I think that's cool. I like to collect VHS. I think that there's like a, a, a certain crisp uh, to watching a movie on VHS. Um,
1: it really is, it you know, really is. Uh, um, I, I think specifically horror on VHS, that's the purest way to watch it, straight up. Um, dude, yes, man. Cause they're so like i don't think people i don't know like you and me right we kind of came from the vhs era Hell so yeah uh, like folks who are like you know a couple years younger than us that kind of missed out on that they don't really understand like that most of the titles that went like straight from studio to vhs they mm. were almost always these like horrible horror movies <laughs> right <laughs> you can't really see a whole lot of like dramas like straight to vhs or it wasn't really really popular but the horror scene was popping from like the the mid 80s to the early 90s and a lot of those movies never hit theater they never they but they had to get released somehow yeah. so you see a, and you'll find some great fucking horror movies on vhs that you've never even heard of but the only way you can watch them is on vhs um so yeah i I, i'm with you there dude like that that, that's just amazing
2: (laughs) uh do you have any like uh classic trailers from like vhs that you remember is there anything that stood out that you're like oh shit when that trailer came out that shit looked amazing
1: yeah uh i mean so it's all in like bits and pieces right um but I remember when I saw the trailer for uh, Aliens 3, Ooh. and I was just like, dude, like little old me was just like, hell yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> that, that movie's gotta be fire, son. Uh, uh, and then also uh it was i can't remember which one it was but it was a nightmare on elm street movie where like i think it was like the sixth or seventh one yeah yeah. i remember because like there is this part of the trailer where it like cuts to his face and he's like in the night so he it has like this bluish tint to it and he says some classic, like Freddy, like, ah, okay, whatever. Oh, dude. Fuck Fre- and Fre- I'm just like, yes, he's back. <laughs> Fuck
2: yes, you know? <laughs> Yo, dude, that's where it was, bro. We forget that, like, the 80s brought this whole generation of watching movies at home. And and also, that's where we are a part of in the 90s, man. was yeah. just like, you know, being able to go home. You know, my friend the other day, we were talking about a classic Friday night in middle school was—he come out, his mom drop him off after school at some point. My mom would give us a, a couple bucks. We go, know, d- it sounds like back in the old day, we- right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we yeah, go yeah. down the hill, and there was like a the Dixie, a grocery store, and right next to it was this like locally owned uh, yep. video store, and yep. they had some like badass deals. It was like five VHS for five days for five dollars, but we rent some movies or even some games and we hung out and we played games and we'd order pizza and that was a fucking Friday night, bro. And we were content and we had a blast, bro. And, and, you know, as you get older, things change and your expectations on what's a good time and all that stuff kind of changes. But as I've also gotten older, I've started to have this lust for the simplicity that our childhood provides when it came to video games, when it came to, uh, movies, even music, dude, like, yeah. you know, nobody really watched, uh, when it came to music. Okay. It was
1: like music videos. When I was a
2: kid. music videos, cause MTV was popping, but not only that, bro. You only had so many songs that you knew of because they were on the radio. Oh, I don't even yep. know what we're watching here now. We're probably getting some weird shit because it's fucking VHS <laughs> horror movie shit. So I don't... Yo,
1: I don't, slasher movies, baby. Slasher...
2: Oh, dude. Is this the same trailer for Nightmare? I don't even know what Nightmare is. This anyway, is some weird ass. Yeah, weird ass shit. All right. Nightmare, baby. We get back. All right we're right here. Uh, <laughs> but like, you know... Like music, you would listen to an album, you go and buy the CD for it, or you, you'd start... Dude, we're about to just go off the walls, okay? You guys remember, yeah. like, LimeWire? Do you remember... Right. Bro, so before that, I just would buy a CD. Even if I only wanted three songs off that CD, yeah. fuck it. I'll buy this whole thing. Now, I have yeah. my favorites, and I think we all got those favorites, where yeah. there's there's those certain movies that you could, you could play all the way through, hit stop, rewind, and just watch it again. Fuck it. We'll watch it two more times. I I got that. I got those. I think we all got those CDs, those albums where it's like, press play, let this shit ride. And when it stops, we're going to hit that little repeat, little repeat symbol. (laughs) We're going to bring it back. Or we're going to have to like, you know, track it back. Cause I used to listen to like Linkin Park hybrid theory on my portable CD player on the bus, on the way to school, even though at school they're like, no electronics. And I'd be like, fuck that. I got my, I got my Lincoln park CD on my portable CD player with my game boy. Fuck y'all. I'm going to do what I want. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, You know, I had a, it was, so this actually a really funny story. Like whenever I was growing up, um, well I'm from Texas, by the way. So, um, when I, I remember hitting this age where, like, my parents, they would, like, buy me these cassette tapes of, like, these country artists. Like, here, Jared, but I got you this from the store. It'd be, like, <laughs> fucking, like, Joe Diffie fucking cassette tape or whatever, right? Uh, and, you know, I would listen to them, and I'd just be like, yeah, whatever. I'm a honky-tonk man. Like, I'm a fucking kid. I don't know any better. My parents like it, so I'm gonna like it. Whatever. Um, but I remember my my sister, she was, like... She came into my room when I was listening to, like, one of my... You know, I had my little boombox with a tape player. She's like, "Do you really like that music?" I like, "Yeah." I, you know, <laughs> this little kid, whatever the fuck I said. She's like, "No, listen to this." She gave me a White Zombie uh, "Astro Creep" on cassette tape and plugged into my my record player or my boombox. And dude, it was uh, you know, the first song. It has that chick making the sex noises like ah, ah and then, <laughs> where? like that fucking riff kicks in, and I was just like. Dude, that's what I. That's the moment I realized that there's a difference between like music that is hot fire and just utter garbage. And I was like, dude, Ooh. this sounds way better than Joe Diffie, Damn. right? <laughs>
2: so. you, 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 were on this like desert plane. You, you had that music on. You had Joe Diffie and shit. All this, all this other crap. And then all of a sudden, the split came down, and then the ground started splitting up. <laughs> and you're just yeah. like, this is the chasm between good and bad. I see it now. Y- yeah. Like
1: at least in my head right because yeah. i was just like i thought i knew i like i thought oh yeah country music that's just like good music and then my sister corrupted me and i was just like i really like this way more than the country so you know <laughs> can, I, can i have this sister she's like yeah just don't play it too loud for a moment yeah <laughs> <I know.
2: laughs> well like my mom loved and still to this day loves country now here's another thing that we have to bring up when talking about music in that time was the radio it was all the radio and 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 so you had radio stations that had certain genres you had your country station your hip-hop your 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 top 20 pop stuff that was like a little bit of everything you know and and so like there would be times where you would catch a song where you're like oh you know what this ain't too bad it was fun to kind of get introduced to music that way but then there was also like i'm so fucking tired of this song dude Please anything but the radio, but now dude, it's different, right? Because you got things like Spotify, Apple music, YouTube, where there's, I don't know if people are going to get introduced to music the same way as we did, you know, there's technically like Pandora and and playlist out there, but now you can really just pick a door and go into it. We came from that generation of walking down the blockbuster aisles, listening to the radio, where you had to kind of experience this buffet of life. And then you you tasted a little bit of everything. And then you're like, I like this more than I like this. I think yeah. nowadays it's kind of like more specific. Oh, and, yeah. And so that can almost in a lot of ways can do two things. One, you're either going to miss out on a lot. Or because there's such a easier access to things. Like I see a lot more people into anime these days. Maybe yep. because it's not just on Toonami after school at this specific yep. time. Now you can have Funimation, Crunchyroll, Netflix. Yep. Yep, so yep. so I think you can be introduced to a lot of different things now if you choose to. And if you like a certain thing, you can go like, I mean, me watching you stream Dark Souls allowed me to go. I, I want to try this out for myself. And <laughs> right, so yeah. So then I was able to then, you know, take action and go check it out for myself. You take away those things, I don't have anybody around me physically playing Dark Souls, so I may never get introduced to it. I think that, you know, it was so fun just coming across things that you weren't, your favorite things that you didn't know were your favorite things because you weren't looking for them or you didn't know what to look for until you just heard that song that one time. You're like, damn, this shit is it. Who is this? Oh man, you didn't know, you don't know about. So, you know, when a friend recommends something to you, there is such a awesome thing in that because not only like my friend who introduced me to my hero academia, uh, Jackson, shout out to you. He's stationed in Japan right now. He, uh, so there's a connection there. It's like, this person knows you so well. They're like, dude, if you like a B and C here's D bro, no home. Yeah. All right? <laughs> like, but you know, so like, there's something really cool about that, man. I don't know. I kind of jumped a little bit of everywhere, but, uh, yeah, I, I, it's different now. I love Spotify and I love like talking to people, me and people and, and it, like you tell me about something I can now just go get it. I can go yeah. access it. So yeah.
1: there's, there's just like, uh, like back then we, like, I mean, straight up, you can point to one thing that changed everything. And it's just how accessible the internet is now. Like, yeah. you know, when I was a kid, it was dial up. Not everybody had AOL. like, <laughs> they, like whenever, like. One of my friends had AOL and I, like, we got online. We were playing Red Alert 2. We were playing against other players. And I was just like, dude, my little, you know, sixth grade mind was just blown, right? Yeah. What the fuck? This is incredible. Um, So I went home and I'm like, mom, dad, can we get internet? And they, they you know, they, we didn't get internet for like three years. But, like, what I'm saying is, I guess, like, <laughs> yeah, well. all my friends in our bubble at that point like, we all watched Cartoon, Cartoon Fridays. We all watched, like, the same shit. So we were in a bubble. We we didn't really have access to anything outside of our bubble until mm-hmm. we got the internet in our home uh, where we could start looking at these other, like, you know, like, Flash cartoons back in the like, Joe Cartoon, Stick Death. I'd be like, dude, have y'all ever seen this? And, of course, those things had music that I had never heard before. Like, you know, I had never listened to, to uh, Iron Maiden, ever until like ninth grade when I was, I heard it in some video that I saw on the internet and, you know, I was just like, Holy shit, this, this like old school metal that I always thought was dog shit other than a few bands is actually hot fire. Um, It's kind of like the internet basically ruined everything in a way. (laughs) (laughs) When when we start talking about like, you know, we, we think of all these times where, you know, games were pure, Mm -hmm. movies were pure the whole experience was pure like your friday night thing with like Mm -hmm. pizza you know that was the same thing with us like once a week we would change houses where we all spent the night friday night we would order pizza we'd go to blockbuster movies games play all fucking night that was the weekend for us um you literally can't do that anymore because why leave your house when you have everything on your tv like you have a smart tv you have literally oh i can just download the game digitally now we don't even have to go fucking pick it up physically like that that is gone forever. It's never going to be coming back, um, unless you keep it alive, like with what you're doing, like keeping those old technologies, collecting them. What like Chuck's doing, yeah, with all the games and shit. Um, it's it's fucking sad, man.
2: <laughs> it kind of is, bro, because you can't. I don't think that it's possible to reminisce on the past and not have two emotions where you have that nostalgic excitement of like oh and especially nowadays where me and you can talk the chat here everybody else and whoever listens to this like can relate where it's like for a while there until the internet until you know yeah. you couldn't share those experiences you couldn't be like oh you did that too bro i thought i was just here and, and where i live or whatever or you know oh i thought you know i was the only one listening to this band at that time or had right. saw this show at this one time and you know the thing about it is is the internet does allow us to connect and share these things a lot but i think that we also have gotten into this like fifth gear type speed that i've even noticed a lot more especially with this quarantine and with a lot of things getting you know uh, delayed shut down postpone uh you know you got to deal with what you got or what you have there's no yep. nothing coming up because everything's postponed we don't even know when they're, you know and it kind of forced everyone to slow the fuck down because every day, it's not just me. I it can't be. You wake up, you grab your phone, whether it's Twitter, whether it's whatever. Something's going. Yo, while you were asleep, <laughs> yeah. This shit got announced. This new movie's coming out. Here's a new trailer on YouTube. Here's a new game. Hey, you know, and it's just like every day, and you can't ever enjoy it the thing that I was talking about when we were mentioning like DLC and things for older games, why do those games have such a, a definite impact on us? Well, most of the reason I think is because they were untouched after they were put out there and that most of the time people had generally the same experience. It's easier to relate. I love the beauty of playing something like a Minecraft and saying that, well, we both can play Minecraft, right? Or something like that and, and almost have a completely different experience. Because, yeah. you know, my place looks different, and this happened in mine, this happened in yours, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. There's something really cool about personal personalization, I guess, and having that unique experience to you. That's why I like creating my own character in games. I like to yeah. put myself in the experience, of course. Um, yep. But there is something about, like, we can all say that we all played the same Goldeneye you know yeah exactly uh, we all played the same banjo the same super mario 64 the same you know metroid the same zel you know so it, it's something like even breath of the wild is something that came out in 2017 that i'm still playing right now haven't beat it but 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 it's one of my favorite games of all time as a, as far as like my experience with zelda but they haven't really changed it you know there is yeah. like two dlc packs to it but yeah. I, I love that experience that it's it's almost contained. You can you can improve certain things and make them better, but that doesn't mean that we also have to like out with the old in with the new, right?
1: Yeah, you don't have to expand upon it. You you just like I I would like your example Breath of the Wild is a pretty good one like they imagine if they painted that, right? All yeah. they did with the DLC was they came in and they, they added some extra shadings. Like it yeah. fundamentally it's the exact same game. They didn't expand upon it. They didn't add any like new trees or any new fucking shit. It's just uh some quality life fixes and like some new gear, like that's literally it, right? Yeah. They didn't add like new fucking temples or anything like that.
2: <laughs> um, but that's the problem with online games, man. I, I agree. Look, I agree. At, yeah. look at Fortnite apex, some popular examples. Look at the map on day one now look at the map you're like yeah. yeah this is a whole complete what if i wanted that vanilla experience
1: like yeah, i like, do dota like it, dota's a fucking great example too they've changed the map a billion times in that game and it's like dude i really liked dota when it was like patch 7.01 why can't i go back and play dota 7.01 i have to deal with all this new shit um yeah game like competitive games like free to play competitive games that's that's just the reality of it now. Uh, unfortunately, the, yeah. the, the maps are always going to be changing, they're always going to be getting tweaked and honestly, it's what keeps those games fresh because if they don't do that, the games are going to die out. It's survival at the fittest, right? Right. Um but we're just really not going to get any of those experiences like you said where you know, we both played the same golden eye and like I guarantee you I could tell you a golden eye story and even though it's a unique experience to me, you can visualize it. Yep. completely because yep. you have probably been in the same situation at one point or another right <laughs> like, yeah it's just one of those games where it's like like you know you play with your friends and shit y'all tell each other stories like literally you're laughing your ass off at some of the stories because oh i know exactly what you're talking about right um,
2: I, I think that that that's what happened with gaming dude like you know um th- uh, uh, that information overload that speed up type pace where uh, games and developers and businesses must feel like this extreme pressure. Like Fortnite, I think has done, ah, uh, I'm going to
1: Fortnite's crazy.
2: They've just like all the time saying this is happening. This shit's happening. Hey, look, Thanos is yeah. in here now. Deadpool and borderlands Shit. and Oh no, an asteroid. Hey, Travis Scott showed up. You're like, wait a yeah. say, What is, is this game, game Fortnite,
1: anymore? That all of a sudden <laughs> it's a fucking concert. Yeah. They're making it like, uh, like, the, the closest thing I can compare what I think Fortnite, what they want to be is like that world in Ready Player One. Yeah, like They want Fortnite to be the oasis where you can connect and just like get away from reality and just walk around in this alternate reality. I think ultimately Fortnite, that's their in-game plan, like vision, right, is to make a, like a VR experience rather than be just a game, you know what I mean? Huh? Like to me, I don't know if you're getting the same vibes, but like, whenever like I saw that story about like they're playing, and then all of a sudden they're in a fucking concert, like, (laughs) like what the fuck is happening? (laughs) I would be so pissed off if that happened during anything. Yeah, I'm playing Starcraft, and all of a sudden like you know, my camera pants and like, I'm watching fucking Grimes. Like, show, like <laughs> or <Blake> <laughs> I don't, don't want to see this. Like yeah. I want to play
2: the fucking game. It's weird. Uh, it's weird. There is this pressure for, and you know what? That goes bigger than games, bro. These companies yeah. with social media, these athletes, you know, they have to be present. You have to be, you have to be trending. You got to be doing something at all times. If you're, And that's actually something that a lot of people feel. How many people that you know, or even yourself, go if I don't post on social media, people think I'm dead? <laughs> because yeah. if I'm not doing it on social media and you're not around to see it, uh, then it, I guess it never happened. And so, specifically,
1: people- yeah, especially if you're like a content creator, right? Yeah. Like, you, like, if you want to be a content creator, you can't ignore social media at all. Nope. Like, I used to, like, as a personal, like, I used to post on Facebook all the time to like my, my friends, I would just post shit every single day. Like I had to. Right. But I eventually hit this point where I I think it was actually the 2016 election (laughs) um, (laughs) where I was just like, dude, you know what? Everybody that I know on social media, like personally, Mm -hmm. um, like I just know a bunch of fucking assholes. Like people (laughs) were just so toxic to each other. didn't matter what tie you wore. Yeah. didn't because like dude i'm from west texas right I, I know a bunch of red ties and then now i live in austin i know a bunch of fucking blue ties and the way i saw people like interact with each other on posts that i would post i'd just be like hey check out this news article and then like my friends would be
0: like, like
1: from both sides of the aisle uh i was just like dude you know what fuck social media i'm done i'm not like participating in any of this at all anymore and then I started doing like content stuff like what we're doing now, streaming on Twitch. I was like, fuck, I have to get back in the game. And <laughs> but it helps. It helps that I'm throwing my content to people outside of people I grew up with mm. and my family. That helps a lot. Like if I'm just throwing it into what I think is the void of uh, anonymous people, I'm completely okay with posting on social media, but like in my personal life, I stay far away from it uh just because you should see my Facebook wall. It's literally just a, a wall of ads because I've unfollowed everybody <laughs> I fucking know. I, <laughs> I, just I, can't, I can't stand it. I can't get caught up in the Discord anymore, man. It just yeah. ruins my fucking day, you know.
2: I know, I know what you mean. I, I'm pretty sure a lot of people feel the same way, bro. Like um, I've always, always had a love hate relationship with social media, and when I when it went to um, when I went and made Wondersoul a couple of years ago um i i I basically kind of just logged out or deleted personal accounts i'm like dude i can't i can't manage this and personal and expect to have even a life at at, at a certain point so you know uh, i have a personal instagram that i keep up because of the pictures on there the memories and certain friends and personal connections um but i also went into this direction it's like well, I don't mind spending time on Twitter if there's a purpose. I'm, I'm, I'm advertising. I'm promoting. I'm networking. There seems to be more of like a business mindset now when I do approach social media. Like if I'm posting something or sharing something or even interacting with a post on Twitter or Instagram, it's from the perspective and outlook of okay, this is like this is one. It's not me. This is it, wonderful. Yeah. This is
1: this is this is like. You're the face of Wondersoul, but it's but, not your whatever mom and dad named you.
2: Yeah. And, and here's the thing with like the approach with Wondersoul, especially since I started it with the podcast, was like there was no face. Like it was more like a brand type vibe. And yeah. now, like, I and, and, and now getting into Twitch, obviously showing my face and doing a lot more visual and video stuff, I feel for streamers. Because for streamers, no matter what your name is, your face, your person, your body, your personality, you are the set brand
1: the the you're the the tag you're You're the the tag tag, right yeah
2: so you know why why i almost really envy and respect people like daft punk like marshmallow these people that like went into something that uh, drew a lot of attention but they covered up their identity they didn't really want that attention they wanted to still go to the grocery store and not be like hey aren't you marshmallows like damn yeah, yeah. I'm just, just <laughs> yeah. trying to get some eggs bro can i get some eggs hey, yeah, you know, yeah. like i i think that when you get that kind of level of celebrity or attention you know a lot of people grow up now with this envy and and this like oh i want to be famous i want to be viral i want to be i've gotten yeah. to a point where it's like if i can do what i love and have enough um you know, financially to sustain what I'm doing and to live the way I want to, which is really not asking for a lot and also have the amount of success where I can go. Yep. I'm good here. Like I don't ever want to be in a lot of ways, Joe Rogan big. I don't want to be PewDiePie famous. I've seen the pros and the cons and there's a lot of cons guys. There's a lot of people like Britney Spears.
1: <laughs> yeah, lost a damn mind, yeah.
2: Because of family and friends. A lot of athletes that go in the NFL and then they're like, damn, oh, yeah. I'm broke because this person, that person, that person wanted money. And they're like, hey, bro, you just got to the NFL. Can you can you hit me up with a, you know,
1: I know you yeah, got what's, it. What's that one dude? Uh, he has like like 20 kids with like 19 different oh, women. Uh, I don't player. <laughs> fucking if it was antoine winfield i can't remember but yeah there's there's some guy in the nfl that has like a shit ton of kids with a shit ton of different women and Ugh. it's like the day that he can no longer play football is gonna be a bad day for him oh, because dude, it's he, gonna
2: be terrible
1: because he has to pay out all that child support man oh it's uh, like
2: uh trent richardson somebody who ended up like just really just taking those checks yeah, and giving yeah. them out to all his yeah, buddies yeah paying for their car notes and paying for this their Netflix and shit. Like, I mean that shit adds up, man. I mean, obviously if you had that amount of money, you would want to like take care of the people that you cared about. And it would be hard to say hell no. But then there, there also is that, that line where it's like, come on, bro. The thing that I've always seen from uh, artists, uh, especially, I think maybe because they're more open with us. A lot of the time they're more transparent. Think of like yeah. a an actor and actress. Yeah. They're good at pretending to be somebody.
1: So Hell that yeah. means
2: that means sometimes I always kind of take what they're doing outside when they're just set person. Like, who are you? Like, I thought Jim Carrey for a while was like, dude, this guy got so good at pretending to be other people. I love Jim Carrey. Don't get it oh, twisted. Yeah, but he must. Love Jim yeah. But didn't he get to a point where he's like, I've spent most of my life pretending to be other people. Who the fuck am I?
1: Yeah. He, he took a, uh, like, he took the black pill, but like, straight up, there was like a three or four year phase where like, it felt like, like Do you remember that interview where the lady walks up to him and he white like, walks around in like <laughs> two circles and then just starts like talking to her and you're like, what the fuck is he even going on about is straight up on an acid trip. Yeah. He had to be, right? he went to
2: the woods. And he took something and, and he's and like, I'm connected. Yeah,
1: yes, precisely. Yeah. And I, I think like especially as an actor, right? Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if a whole lot of actors like experiment with LSD and shit because Got
2: to, uh, psychedelics,
1: like they, when they say you're going on a journey to find out who you are, like when, you know, all these hippies used to tell me that, like, first time I did shrooms, like the hippie that I knew at school was like, oh man, it's like, you find out who you are for the first time. And I was just like, yeah, whatever, whatever the fuck you just said. <laughs> right? And then, like, you know, I come out of it and it's like, Holy fuck! I just learned a whole lot about myself. <laughs> like it's no <laughs> bullshit. Those psychedelics—they they help you like check your ego at the door because you're going on a ride that you're in no control over, and you really are going to find out a whole lot of shit about yourself, like how strong you are mentally and how you can analyze yourself because your brain can't help it, dude. That's just what starts happening uh, if you've ever experimented with the, that type of shit. Um, so. I don't really know what my original point here was, but, but Jim, Jim Carrey, Carrey oh, okay. he went, he lost his mind for a couple of years and then he's, he's kind of back. He seems normal now.
2: Yeah. So. And, and <laughs> I, you almost can't blame somebody like that. That's why I think like with artists, a lot of the times I know like people write songs for people and bands and stuff. I know that stuff happens. A lot of the times I like to listen and go, this is coming from somebody. Yeah. Um, like Kit Cudi. I love Kit Cudi. I love his music. I, there's certain lyrics that just hit, and you're like, damn, this is so relatable. This this just feels like it came from a personal place, and you're yeah. just writing your pain and lyrics, bro. You're just telling me your secrets and your experiences through melodies yep. and songs, and I love that shit. So I feel like a deeper connection with a, a, a musical artist than I would like a you know a a Leo or a, a Jim Carrey, even though I love so many of those and they've made yeah. such a they've had such an influence, especially on like what I enjoy. Uh, You know my sense of humor stuff like that, but you must lose yourself in that and that's one thing that you know I was listening to the Kevin Hart Rogan episode recently and that was really fucking good So if anybody listening or watching this, you know, Kevin Hart That man has gone through some shit. He used to get on my nerves. I used to be like
1: like, He's an actually a great human being like I don't really subscribe to his comedy or his movies, but right uh, As a person that dude is legit as fuck when he's talking
2: about life and and yep. it, it it hits because he used to be just that really energetic. Hey, I'm Kevin Hart, and I was like, dude, yeah. Kevin, the hype me. man
1: from Scary Movie Three.
2: Yo, <laughs> especially when like him and The Rock were like everywhere all the time. New movie, yep. new this. I was like, dude, we need a timeout from The Rock. We need a timeout from <laughs> yeah. Kevin Hart. I think yeah. we had a little too much exposure, you know. But there's yeah. some artists that are successful and they know when to just go. You're going to forget that I even exist, and then I'm going to come back, and I'm going to have my shit together, because you need that. You need that distance. Yeah. You need those brakes to recharge. You can't be yeah, on all the time.
1: Come back. Some people, like I was telling my friend the other day, like we were watching Lord of the Rings, and I was like, dude, what the fuck happened to Viggo Mortensen? <laughs> like, he, for real, what What happened to him?
2: I, he was in a movie recently that won some awards, Uh, but other than that, you really look at that whole cast, though, dude. Uh,
1: I mean... Wait, uh, Orlando Bloom he he went on and did a couple uh, of things like he, that Amazon Pirates Prime Car- it was like Pirates of the Caribbean he was doing that shit he did yeah. some shit on Amazon Prime uh, he did some fucking romance shit uh, and you know Elijah Wood I don't know if you paid attention to Elijah Wood's career since then but that dude makes amazing horror movies
2: yes and
1: he also stars in amazing horror movies they're fucking they're on point they're, they're pretty good man like they're i'm not gonna lie it's like very 80s 90s horror style where like you know they're obviously bad movies they're just written bad right <laughs> but it's fucking elijah wood and yeah. he's making it, he's carrying that fucking script on his back <laughs> you know <laughs> so uh that's so i i think he's still been active post lord of the rings but vito mortensen i remember he made history of violence and then he made uh eastern Promises. And I had never heard from him since that was like fucking twelve years ago, you know. Yeah. So do you the think fact that you're telling me he was just in a movie that won some awards? I'm like, really? <laughs> what fucking movie?
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I don't. You know, I think like, um, shout out to all the people that were in Harry Potter. Shout out to uh, Robert Patterson who was in Twilight. There's certain actors and actresses oh, they get yo. trapped. They get trapped. Yo. What's up?
1: I, I don't mean to interrupt. No, huh? go for it. Robert Pattinson, I don't know if you've seen The Lighthouse. Yes!
2: Uh, dude. With William Dafoe? Yes,
1: yeah, so tell me, like, that movie was fucking crazy. Was. It, it's completely open for interpretation, but from a performance standpoint, A, how the fuck did Defoe not even get nominated for an Oscar? And B, dude, Robert Pattinson fucking crushed it. Who would have fucking thought, you know? <sighs> if, if Chat, if y'all have never seen The Lighthouse. Check it just, out. It's a fucking crazy-ass movie, but Check it
2: out. Bro, I'll it tell is. you. I went and saw The Lighthouse in an old school movie theater.
1: Fuck house, yeah. And it was in
2: black and white, as you know. But this old vibe, small movie theater that runs a, a lot of indie see. films and stuff. And after they had like a movie club, like a discussion. And yeah, they, and, yeah. And so they were like, yo, how did you interpret this movie and all this stuff? And that was just such a awesome way to experience that film. And to hear, you know, art. Art in general, music, movies, video games, even though certain certain experiences can kind of really just be like, well, you could take it this way, but we all know that it's pointing in this direction and this is what they want you to get from it. But when it hits you, you can take it so many different ways. And, you know, with that, The Lighthouse, man, I think I think, sure. think somebody, like, I don't want to spoil it for anyone. I don't want, you just got to experience it. Hit us yeah. up. Tell us what you think, because it is a good flick. And- that, that's a that's almost a weird example of what we've been talking about with retro games. Like, yeah. why do we need to have everything in 4K IMAX? Why can't we get yeah. some classic? You know, like Quentin Tarantino does that. They do it in this certain uh, uh, a style yeah. where it's like reminiscent to the old styles of movies and directing. I think we can we could benefit a lot from doing it that way. Oh yeah, it, it, it doesn't mean because it's old that it's bad. You know that that's it. Great. um Oh, where was I going to go? So Robert Patterson is the Twilight guy for a lot of people, right? Daniel Radcliffe is Harry Potter. Mark Hamill is Luke Skywalker. I'll tell you the benefit of being somebody like that. If you really want to make it in that career field or anywhere, it pushes you to go beyond your limits and to try so many other things. Like Robert Patterson since Twilight. Now, if you know, you know, like he's, he's the new Batman. I think he, I think Honestly, I think he'll do a great job. Um, oh, yeah. But it's because of that, you, you know, you, not typecast, but you have that one movie, that that one role that, that oh, hey, it's the, the vampire from Twilight. What's up? And so, yeah. My name's yeah. Robert Patterson. i did, I did other films, actually. Uh, but but the, his roles that he's selected since then have been so contrast and so different. And it's almost made him a better actor because he didn't want to be the twilight guy, Daniel Radcliffe's like, yeah, I was Harry Potter, man. That's, you know, I'll forever be in debt to that experience. Like Mark Hamill. Yeah, I'm Luke Skywalker, but damn, he's one of the best jokers ever. I mean, and he was in what we do in the shadows. Like this man like goes beyond, but you can easily get trapped into being that guy or girl who did this role, or that one-hit wonder when it comes to music. But I think if you really want to succeed, it will push you. That will be the motivation that almost sets you off into a, a higher direction. Yeah. Or, or you could just be the Twilight guy, and I don't think he's done that, man. So.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Like I'm. So whenever they said this is pre Lighthouse, like when they said Robert Pattinson was going to be the next Batman, and keep in mind son about me. I know Chat's probably going to hate me for this, but. Uh, <laughs> I usually, when it comes to like superhero movies and shit, I fucking hate them for the most part. <laughs> uh, I, there's a small exception. I think Infinity War is the shit. Uh, like, uh, I never saw the one after that. Uh, what, Endgame? Endgame? I never saw yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> but for the most part, like, there's a couple fucking superhero movies I like, like Logan, Infinity War. Uh, I recently finally watched Thor Ragnarok, and yeah, it was good. But I can tell you, like, Almost all of them since they superhero movies, and it's just because they're superhero movies, man. They have when it comes to writing, it's almost (laughs) the same story arc every time. Like if you eliminate who the characters are or what their flaws are, what they did to overcome their flaws, movies and the script are almost structured the exact same way. Yeah. So I just get turned off by that personally. It's not like I'm not trying to trash on the fans. No, 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 no. Speak your mind, dude. You know what I mean? Because, like, these movies, they made a shit ton of money. Obviously, people relate to that shit, and they like it. Me yeah. just doesn't really uh, – doesn't really – uh doesn't resonate.
2: Exactly. It's not like right, – doesn't, yeah. doesn't
1: resonate. Right, yeah, that's the yeah. word. I'm okay. For. But when that's I saw bad. Infinity War, I was just like, okay, this is finally a script that's, like, completely different from any <laughs> superhero movie ever. Because it's like, dude, I can't – it was, like, halfway through the movie where he took – He's like, oh, I'm sorry, little one. It just fucking chucks her up the (laughs) mountain. And I was just like, what the fuck? (laughs) You know what I mean? This is amazing. And the first time I saw Logan, where he's the fucking driver at the beginning and he murders all those dudes brutally, (laughs) I was like, all right, cool. This movie's tight too. Even Deadpool, uh, you know, just be a crude ass fucking superhero movie. Uh, Like, it's almost a parody of a superhero movie in a way. I I thought that shit was good. Um, But, like, you know, like, shit like, Like an Aquaman, and I'm excluding the Batman series from this because those Batman movies with Christian Bale are fire. Oh yeah, the the Christopher Nolan films. Yes, I'm talking like the the fucking like the Iron Man movies, excluding like one or two. I can't remember which one, but like those franchises where they like tried to oh here's an Iron Man franchise, here's a Spider Man franchise, like all those movies, I couldn't really fucking resonate with those. It's cool. It's cool. But. That being said, that being said, there there are a couple of movies out there in that genre that are fucking hot fire. So, it it is what it is. Uh, sorry, guys. <laughs> no, no, it's cool,
2: bro. I think I understand exactly where you come from. I mean, I, growing up, how I got into magic, how I got into Star Wars, comic books, Pokemon, all that stuff was this local comic book shop, and. Um, I, my uncle was really into sports. He had a bunch of basketball trading cards. He had a Sega Genesis. Oh, yeah. He got. Yeah. He was playing rap music, which I later got into a lot more than I, when I at first initially. There was a lot of influences at that time. He had a bunch of comic books, so I, I have this connection with a lot of those characters. Now, obviously, the MCU right now is filled up with a lot of. They did an amazing thing by taking some BC great heroes like the the Avengers on a on a grand scope especially if you're a nineties baby, right? Nobody yep. knew much about them except for X-Men and Spider-Man. And, yep. uh, and, and so, you know, you got Captain America coming out there, Iron Man, all that. Okay. So we've been having a lot of superhero movies too. So there's that fatigue. Uh, yep. DC also got put in a very tough and difficult oh, situation. Yeah. Um, they, because Rip. they knew that, damn, Marvel's got 20 ass films out here. <laughs> yeah. Um, if we do the same thing, then we are going to hurt both of our businesses because now it's oversaturated. So yep. they had to go, yeah. Well, you know what? Superman snaps X and Batman's killing motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's just yeah. dark over here. We ain't your nice goofy yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy. Now we're we're, we're the goths. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but so, but then also I've learned from this quarantine, from this delay of having so many Marvel movies, uh, especially since. They have wrapped up this whole Infinity War, Infinity Gauntlet, Infinity yeah. Stones. Okay. I've looked at a lot of these movies and I go, damn, were we just really caught up in the connection hype, the cinematic universe hype, where a lot of these movies, we, we walked out of the theater going, damn, that was so good. <laughs> but yeah. then like after a while, you're like, you know what? That's, it actually was kind of average. And yeah. out of those 20 films, there's a good five, maybe maybe 10 that are solid actual standalone movies yeah. that are yep. like dude don't watch any of these other ones if you want to you can because you know that's what disney's going to do for years to come yeah. they're going to be like watch all 20 of these movies and <laughs> do it all yeah. the time buy the box set hey now there's 40 of them yeah, Watch um, four, one, <laughs> and two and three and don't yeah. stop there why don't you go you know it, it, it can be a lot and so i've kind of come to that conclusion now seeing a lot of these movies they replay all the time on fx on tv i mean you know every time it's like star wars day on may the 4th uh, the disney Plus was like watch all the star wars movies watch them all of them we have them it's (laughs) like dude i'm a little burnt out like i've seen these growing up and i've seen them every time a new movie comes out or the mandalorian came out it's like well time to watch star wars it's like dude I love these films but there can be too much. I think that's why HBO Max just recently came out and the thing that they got on their on their uh platform is the Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter. Now those okay. are those are movies that get shown a lot, but damn, Disney's just been like we own everything and we're making money. Yep. <laughs> check out Marvel, check out Star Wars and it's like ba 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 and you're like, "Dude, shit, I'm damn, I'm getting too much." Um so I understand, man. I think that they I think it was just the Oh damn! How are these movies connected? Oh shit! Is that Captain America's shield in the background and Iron Man? Damn! Yeah. You know there was that nerd, geek out moment that in the theater you you embrace and you're like in, along for the ride. A lot of,
0: yeah.
2: a lot of critiques have come out and said, like these are like theme park rides. They're not really cinema. There's a part of me that agrees with that, just because yeah. those are our generations. Like, granted, early two thousands, Lord of the Rings. Harry Potter, Spider-Man. Yeah. There was some big blockbuster hits that started coming out in the early 2000s. But yeah. but when the Marvel movies came out, dude, that it's shit, the, yeah. dude, the midnight releases, you know, long lines, pre-orders, you know, all that stuff. So, yeah. but that makes me ask you, because it feels like you're like, uh, it's not really trying to be anything different. They kind of found a formula. They kind of found something that's like, right. this works and it makes us money. How do you feel about remakes and remasters when it comes to like video games? Um, And do you think that's getting abused now? It feels like we're getting a lot of that.
1: We're getting a lot of it. I I think it's, um, I I think honestly, it's for gaming. I think it's kind of lazy for movies. I understand. Um, Let me kind of explain what I mean there. Like, so um, like movies straight up. I mean, just as an entertainment medium. like Movies have been around fucking ever, right? (laughs) So eventually every idea or story in some shape or form is eventually just going to be reskinned, rehashed, recycled, and presented either as another IP, or they're going to take, like, oh, hey, dude, this movie was badass like 30 years ago. We have all this new technology. Let's just fucking, you know, get the get some fucking big names in it. (laughs) Make a quick buck, right? It's just like It's Hollywood trying to make money. That's what those fucking remakes and movies are. Some of them, like, I'm having a hard time calling out one specifically. Like, a remake of a movie that I thoroughly enjoyed. Maybe Evil Dead, like, years ago. Like... Other than that, though, uh, I can't really recall one that was like, dude, that was way better than the original. Well, um, think
2: about your horror movies, bro. Like the Nightmare on Elm Street remake that was trash. True.
1: I hated that. Yeah, exactly. Like so,
2: Sometimes you don't need to touch it, you know? Exactly.
1: So, like, you got to know when to just let an IP die or a story die and never touch it again. Like, I feel like Star Wars, they're doing irreversible damage to that franchise right now. Um, I And I think... Like the Mandalorian, I've heard is really good. It but is, but it's because it's so
2: small story. scaled and different from exactly. what we've been getting. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Like it's it's it's, it's Star Wars told through a completely different storyline. Like it has nothing to do with like you know they're not trying to fucking bring back Palpatine into it anyway or anything like that. You know what I mean? Like it's it's yeah. from it's being told from this lens, not the lens that everybody already fucking knows. Right. Um. With with games, I think. Like, if you remake a game, because you have to think, like, games, they're, they're programs, man. Um, you know, wh- what it takes to film a movie and what it takes to program a game are completely two different things. And I think if you were to take a game and literally just remaster it, you're that's all it is, is a money grab. That's all it fucking is. Because
2: they know it's going to uh, make money. They, they already exactly. know that there's a fan base, and that's what you were talking about earlier. The man's exactly. in suits.
1: Exactly. They're, they're just the like... Only-
2: that made money go ahead and just
1: yes know, make yeah, it again right. <laughs> like how they were and this was happening with square enix for a bit where they were like making mobile ports of like chrono trigger final fantasy 7 final fantasy 8 final fantasy 9 and then they would take those mobile ports and literally start selling them on steam and they'd be like oh hey this is actually getting a lot of money let's remaster this shit and <laughs> it would sell people like remastered final fantasy 8 were like literally the 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 models that you control and like the mod like the assets of the characters uh-huh. those were updated but the backgrounds remained untouched like obvious money fucking grabs yeah um
2: and i played a couple of those yeah
1: yeah it's just way lazier and it more inexcusable from a gaming perspective because i think games are still compared to movies are, mm. are completely new like almost barely out of its infancy in terms of creativity and what you can do with them like Especially with that uh, that Unreal Five engine reveal that they just did not too long ago, we're gonna get some fucking crazy games for the next ten or twenty years. So if you're wasting your time remastering something like just because like straight up you're lazy and you want a quick money grab, that's inexcusable to me. <laughs> uh, I can I can understand movies because uh, like you know like, like like you mentioned horror movies. If you wanted to say, oh yeah, look at Freddy Krueger. Those were amazing, but God, all we had were prosthetics. We didn't have CGI. We didn't have all this new shit. Yeah. Uh, let's try to fucking modernize it and recreate it. But you take a risk doing that because if you completely bomb it like they did, you uh, people won't ever want to see that shit remastered again. And they will be like, especially the purists, like don't ever touch my, <laughs> don't touch Freddie. Right. <laughs> don't fucking touch Freddie. Like all you're going to do is piss off your existing fan base at that point. Yeah. But I think they're looking at it for as like a, and I know I sound like a fucking hippie when I keep mentioning suits, but like they're, they're looking at it straight up for what it is. It's what they get paid to do. They don't care yeah. about what people think. They're like, how much money do you think this can make with this budget, <laughs> right? And that is straight up a business decision. So if it makes some money, great. But uh, they don't care who they're going to piss off, man. So and, and horror movies,
2: on... horror movies are the same in, in, in the sense of like Blumhouse. You know, like a lot of horror movies are pretty cheap to make and when it does yeah. good you fucking make a killing so yeah, so yeah. uh, you know remaking a horror movie on a pretty relatively cheap budget almost guarantees some kind yeah. of you know but but that's the thing i i feel from like those earlier ones is that the use of prosthetics practical effects and shit made it almost uh scarier because it looked real like yeah there's some shit that you'll see that you'll be like that's obviously fake you know that's obviously you know uh you know makeup or something but yeah your eye knows the difference a lot of the times especially if you play video games and shit like between cgi computer graphics and and, and a real person in a, in a in a you know costume or makeup yeah. and stuff so yeah i don't know i feel like if you are going to do something like i thought that nightmare on elm street would do really good as a tv show like take, oh, yeah. take it and spread it out you know instead of making that movie another movie take that movie and make it a show or take that show and make it a movie, like change it up in a sense where it's different and, yeah. and not just an updated modern look, like look at the final fantasy seven remake, dude, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like that, they're like, yo, we took that whole game and we're taking this one part and we, 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 you know, really just redid that whole thing. Yeah. And, and so it's a different approach instead of just saying, look, it's HD graphics. It's kind of like, From VHS to DVD. Like, it was just like, look, it's a little bit clearer. And sometimes that shit don't look right. Sometimes you're like, that don't look... that. Now those effects look like trash, because I can actually see. Yeah. This looks bad. You need to stop. Yep, yep. (laughs) Um.
1: They did with the FF7 remaster was like... They would have been fools to (laughs) remaster that game and deliver it. Even with how amazing it looks, it would have been... They would have been fools to make it the exact same gameplay, like that old school time-based JRPG shit. Yeah, yeah. Personally, I would have loved it, but they're letting you what what this remaster is with all these new cinematics and shit. You're getting, you already know the story. They wanted to make an, a, a new experience where you got to know the characters that didn't get a lot of screen time, like the people in uh, Avalanche, uh, yeah. like you know like Jesse and Jesse and the boys. Right. <laughs> they have. I was watching people stream that shit on twitch it's like dude i would have never known that jesse would have been like that right because you didn't get to know those characters so you're getting to re-experience the story that you already know through a completely different lens and the way they deliver that game personally i haven't played it yet but it looks amazing so that's a remaster that 100 percent deserves all the credit in the world because they took something and they made it a completely different experience but it's a familiar thing Right. Well, let and me. You know, you know what's going to happen.
2: Let me tell you about something that pissed me off recently. Okay, so I'm starting to get into PC stuff, right? right. Uh, you know, Steam and just PC gaming in general. Um, one of my few and only experiences with PC gaming is a few handful of games. Like, do you remember the game Black and White? Oh uh, yeah. Okay, so there's that, and one of my favorite games of all time is Warcraft Three.
1: Hell yeah! And I was literally,
2: I was literally going to get that game, and now you can't. You can only get Warcraft Three Reforged, and that had such terrible reviews, terrible response. So that's an example of taking something and then going, you know, uh, we're taking the old and giving you no other choice. It just pissed me off because I'm like, well, damn, Uh, well, I'm I'm screwed now. I guess I'll, I won't play it ever again. I don't know.
1: So reason why all those negative reviews exist is because of what you just said because there were people like me like i actually still had warcraft 3 really installed on pc because you know i i didn't play it all the time but if i wanted to fucking play it you had it i could turn it on play it um it it, doesn't matter if it was locally or online uh because i fuck i'm with you i think warcraft 3 was like it's up there with one of the greatest rts's ever fucking made from a campaign from the campaign perspective, it is the like, campaign,
2: exactly, dude.
1: The campaign was incredible for that game. Uh, like you could argue multiplayer, like I thought the multiplayer was fun, but I, I didn't think it was as fun as like Red Alert 2 from a competitive standpoint or right. anything like that. But I think, uh, like when that game came out, they got rid of everything that was they, they basically cut off ownership to everybody unless they bought the reforged thing, right? So little old me, I couldn't fucking play my shit anymore because, oh, they removed old Battle.net and you have to connect through this new Battle.net in order to play the product that you bought 10 fucking years ago, you know what I mean? Uh, Blizzard is one of those companies that um, <clears throat> they're guilty of a whole lot of the shit that people hate to see in the the gaming industry. Like I remember a couple BlizzCons ago when they were like oh yeah we got some diablo news we got some diablo news and people were just like "Fuck yeah and you have to understand <laughs> i am a huge diablo guy like diablo 2 is one of my favorite fucking games of all time um i didn't really like diablo 3 because when that game launched they had this idea of like this real money auction house where you can sell the shit that you find in game for real money i hated that idea because diablo was just like Dude, if you, if you couldn't buy anything, you had to trade for it. Like, there was this economy, <laughs> right? It was, it was such a <laughs> badass game. They ruined it. So, when they were, like, they they had this expansion, Reaper Souls, that fixed a lot of it, but it was still meh, like, compared to D2, just yeah. for me. It's just meh. And then, BlizzCon, they're like, oh, yeah, new Diablo news. Fuck yeah. Everybody's tuning in, the streamer numbers, and they're like, what if you could play Diablo on your cell phone, right? <laughs> and it was like, they showed this trailer and it just looked like dog shit. And like the crowd was like, What
2: the fuck?
1: <laughs> like, booing and shit. And like there was that meme where, like, what? You guys don't have phones? Like, yes. Because, oh, they you know handled
2: I mean? that so they handled
1: it horribly. And it, it, that just went to show me is like, especially because they had their quarterly earnings thing, whatever, that, that they had to do like publicly. They're like, yeah, we, we got a lot of bad publicity, but based on the numbers that we're going to get from China alone from this, uh, we're going to get so much money. <laughs> Basically, was the majority of their their but, explanation behind it. The and fact that they were able to take, they were willing to take this risk on a franchise that is one of the most coveted franchises in all of video game, and put it on mobile just to make a lot of money no oh, man, Blizzard has been on my shit list ever since then. Like when they announced Diablo Four at last BlizzCon, even though the trailer looks incredible, the gameplay looks incredible, I don't find myself super excited for it because like I just don't trust them as a company yeah. anymore. It's
2: like an abusive relationship, bro. It yeah, kind of gets straight up. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it because there are memories of the good times and oh, this is why I fell in love with you. But damn, yeah, now bro. it's like, is it even worth it? I, I like yep. a, it's almost unhealthy to stay in this relationship with you. Even though I have this small glimmer of hope that you're going to see the error of your ways and go, yo, we fucked up. I'm sorry. Yeah. But when they make these decisions that are blatantly just big F you know, you guys, yo, know, when yeah. Disney bought Star Wars and said, you know, all that, all that stuff, that's not even Canon. Fuck the extended <laughs> universe. All those books burn them. All those games never happened. I was just yeah. like, dude, when you grew up in the nineties and before even the prequels and even during and after when star Wars was not like it is today, where it was like all the fucking time star Wars, movie every year when it was a scarce rare thing. And, and you were just so uh, thirsty for lore and, Oh dude, yep. you tell me we're going to get this story that has like these, this in between of, you know, uh, empire strikes back and return of the Jedi, which I think is like yeah. shadow of the empire. You were like, damn hell. Yeah. There was such a, uh, uh It was special. So you you were collecting these comic books, these books, these games. And for Disney to just come in here and say, you know what? Clean the slate. We make the rules now. And then still in a lot of ways, just kind of go and grab the ideas and characters and different things and put it in their own. It just was like, damn. Y'all just basically said F you because y'all didn't want to pay respects to the source material And now you want to complain that there's no source material to go off of. But it's almost like a company like Blizzard doing something like that. It's like, what? Y'all don't have phones? Like, what happened? What? what? Uh, It's like, because it's so blatantly obvious that you guys are doing this not for the fans. You're taking something that you know a lot of people love, that people that work on it. We know there's a lot more people that are working on these projects, these movies, these games that love it. But then yeah. somebody who's just got a pay grade higher than you is saying, yeah, yeah, we're going to cut this part out of the game. Is that cool? And if you want to keep it in, I guess we'll, you know, we'll just put it in here as like bonus content. People can pay for right. it or, or it. mobile <coughs> gaming in a lot of ways ruined When you look at this generation or these last, this last decade of gaming, because I think it goes larger than consoles. I'm new to PC. But they're all kind of interwoven. But the emergence of mobile gaming, the emergence of uh, microtransactions and all these things that we touched on in this episode and and, and in this conversation have had such a negative influence on on older uh, gamers, I guess is the way to say. Because I think, like I mentioned before, kids don't know the difference. They don't know that, you know, there was usually a game would come out and you would have all this shit already. Like when you gave that, that store 60 bucks, you got a, a completed product.
1: Yeah. One hundred. You knew what you were buying. Yeah. Right. Like Nowadays, like straight up, you don't know what the game's going to be like in two years.
2: So, so you said you knew, I'm going to read that article, but off the top of your head about the Anthem thing, did you, oh man. Did you want to touch on that a little bit? Cause
1: so it, so you got to read that article just because it is absolutely fascinating, but you can, it gives you a really behind the scenes look on like how horrible the development of that game went Mm. and what the developers themselves had to go through the deadlines they were trying to meet, like the constant change in management and shit like that. Like for example, one of the first things that, are going to read in that article is like they had no idea that the game was even going to be called anthem (laughs) and they were about to show it at like e3 or some shit like within the next 24 hours they didn't even know what the fucking name of the game was yet right so that's just like a little morsel of how crazy that story is because it was a horrible fucking development experience and just it kind of gives you that nasty behind the scenes look at what companies are trying to do to get these games pushed out, even if they're not close to being ready.
2: Why is that a um, common thing nowadays? Why does that story feel like it it, it, it hits things like the last of us? Remember yeah. they there's a lot of things about what is it crunch, you know, yeah. like, you know, Hey, we need to get this game out on May. I don't care what, yep. what, why is that such a, why is there such a rush now to get games? Um, out?
1: Honestly, it boils down to one thing and it's it's a lot of things it's you got to follow the money Mm. and it's all about like quarterly reviews and when investors are trying to decide if they're going to keep funding you or not like stock prices man straight up that's what it is if you're if you're a company on the stock market that you can be invested in yeah you can bet your fucking ass that the investors all they care about everybody on the board of directors all they care about is that bottom line they don't give a fuck about the fans or anything. Those people don't give a fuck about the fans. And they're the ones making all the huge decisions. It's not the developer's fault. It's not even like the project manager's fault. Like these are the people that are like you, like you mentioned, they're they're passionate about the work they do, they're excited about the product that's gonna release, but there's decisions being made completely outside of their control on what the product's actually gonna look like mm-hmm. because the people who dump all the money into the company and into the project. They're the ones who get to make those calculate decisions because oh, we have all the money for it, right? They they don't give a fuck <laughs> what what developers' <laughs> opinions are. They're like, yeah, but will that change? Is that going to delay the game? Or are we going to be able to launch it on time? Is that is that an addictive feature? Like you know, like it, it's all about the money. Dude. Such a
2: disconnect, um, bro.
1: There's it just, really is it's such it's a disconnect. fucking sad as shit. But that's the truth. That that's the that's the fucking truth. Um, if if you want to know how anything's run, and, and like, it doesn't matter if it's video game companies, movies, like studios, like even fucking politics. Like, all you do is you follow the money.
2: Damn, that's you so
1: pretty much. It out.
2: It's such a messed up thing, bro. Like, honestly, like the way you put it and how a lot of these things are so similar. Like, that's why, you know, growing up, all the things that we've been talking about a lot in this episode, um, <clears throat> it wasn't the cool thing to do. You know, it wasn't right. the cool thing to play video games or, or no, yeah. to like certain things like what we've been talking about. Now it was uh, a
1: stigma, only it was yeah. a stigma to play video games. You know,
2: but now it's mainstream, and now that yep. it's also mainstream, we also have this uh, this influence that's just so unnecessary that has almost, in a lot of ways, just kind of ruined and left a really bad tinge on yep. a lot of uh, the things that we do like. Now that, that that's why you know the chat had brought it up earlier in this episode about the rise of indie. That's why a lot of people yep. uh, really appreciate and and, and and cherish the the work that's being done by indie filmmakers, uh, indie studios, indie developers when it comes to games, indie artists as musicians. Like, there's a lot of oh, trash God. music out there, but I mean, with that, you have this beautiful thing where anybody can get out there. You don't need a oh, label. Yeah? to go hey you're good you can go on soundcloud you can go on youtube and stuff so i mean of course you're going to get some bad quality stuff but but at the end of the day hopefully it comes from a good place and that good quality that good art that's just going to rise through it i think i I, want to believe that you have to if you don't you lose faith in the whole thing you're like it's all about the money and fuck it bro i
1: mean the best example that i can give you as music related is black metal bands like really black metal bands that are super popular and were super popular back then like if you listen to all their albums like you can tell that they're not studio albums they were recorded in like a house you know and it's it's very very uh <laughs> like <laughs> not the best quality but like i think that's what a lot of people in the like fans of that music that's what they really appreciate it because they're like holy shit this straight up absolutely has no monetary value to it these guys went into uh whatever wherever they recorded this they went in there and they went in there with fucking like whatever it is that drives them right yeah. whatever you think a black metal person is going through <laughs> yeah. right
2: it's so crazy though man i think that they're um there has to be these conversations and these kind of uh, forms of awareness to know what things used to be like and what they are now. And I think that there's, there's some good and bad from both sides of it. You know, I think that we've seen a lot of beautiful games come out of the love of the old and the retro or a lot of musicians that pay their respects to the ones that came before them that kind of paved the way. But now there's this more of awareness of like, I've seen this new trend in music, at least like there's this uh, page that I follow on Instagram and Twitter, like United Masters. And basically they just encourage musicians to, you know, own your masters. You can be independent, you know, do your thing. And, and, and we're seeing it now as content creators, the, the censorship, the, the, Hey, you you can't say this. You need to get ad revenue here. The demonetization on YouTube and the ad apocalypse yep. and the things that have come from uh, you know all the
1: clusterfuck
2: that Google's yeah. got going on with YouTube. the it's ad,
1: a fucking joke over I, there. Yeah. I I I,
2: I, I am I, I I put content on YouTube. I think it's only uh, from a almost like a business standpoint. It's kind of dumb not to. to. Yeah.
1: Kind of right, like you're talking yeah, about social getting- media yeah yeah, yeah. You're, you have to even though you know like you you're you're putting content out there despite the fact that you know you're getting screwed by the platform that you're hosting <laughs> at all yes right? yes and it's because you have to because that's the only choice like until youtube actually gets an actual competitor on like a true competitor i i think twitch is a great start to it but they're not the same platform
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know mm-hmm. like uh youtube needs an actual competitor because the way that they're trashing like demonetizing, literally fucking everybody on that platform right now, it's a goddamn joke, man.
2: And Um, the the requirements and and stuff like that. Yeah, it's just
1: crazy. It's it's absolutely fucking crazy. Yeah, your video has to be this long. It has to, oh yeah, you need to put your ads in there too. But those are very important. you gotta yeah, have a thousand
2: a, subscribers. You gotta have yeah. this many watch hours, and it's a joke.
1: It's a fucking joke, man. The way
2: the algorithm works, it's like, yo, this kid doing ASMR is gonna have, you know, six hundred, you know, views yep. with a thousand subscribers. But that video that you put out, uh, a, a highlight of your clips or some original content, that that shit's gonna kind of. get s- submerged and suppressed by this, yep. by this. Look, and we forget that YouTube is a social media. A lot of these platforms, like even Twitch, is like a social media platform yep. in a lot of ways. Um, yep. And, and you know, it is, it, is, uh, it is unfortunate because now that I've been doing Wondersoul for like two years in June, I've met so many podcasters, streamers, artists, people of all kinds that are independently taking their own time and money to make stuff out there um, and put it out there. And to see it get, you know, go on the YouTube trending page and see breakups get millions of views. To see these gimmicky, trendy—I hate it, it. Makes me sick, dude. Like some of the thumb. You know, one of the things we talked about in this episode was walking oh, through thumbnails. Thumbnails,
1: bro. You—I already know where you're going. Oh, I fucking hate the thumbnail. Hate, like, like for example, what like,
2: happened, and then I gotta it's have a
1: weird. I,
2: what happens I when it. I throw this canary bottle somewhere? <laughs> like, exactly. I hate, I hate it, it. Yep. and it and it and so it's almost like deterred me. I, I've always been like, okay, if I'm gonna do this thing, I'm gonna do this thing right. I'm not gonna lose myself in that on that journey. I'm not going to play by anybody else's rules except for mine. You know, I know that certain things are necessary. Like we we're talking yep. about, you gotta be active on social media. Okay, you gotta you know make sure. I love the when I did Wonder Soul and as a podcast. The freedom that I'm seeing that's almost in a weird way at risk now from things like Rogan going to Spotify, these, yep. this exclusiveness, this almost like the streaming wars, but now podcasts, because now you're going to have content that's only on, you know, Amazon Prime or Hulu or Disney yep. Plus. That's going to happen to content creators. We've already seen it with, when Ninja's like, yo, I'm done with Twitch. I'm on Mixer. It's like, okay, yeah. it's a time. It's a great time to be a content creator.
1: Yeah, it is. It really is, yeah.
2: But there's two things that come with that. It's very easy to do in the sense of you can put your stuff out there. So, so easily the, the scale of good quality to bad is there, but, um, you know, that's why you have so much out there and all that good quality, original, different type stuff, whether it's a stream, a video, a podcast gets submerged and buried. By all these people going, well, PewDiePie did his thumbnail like this, and he has to have a red arrow right here, and I guess yeah. I gotta do it. So then everybody's yeah. trying to be the same, and um, it's yeah, it's it's stressful. The one thing about you know wanting to do the podcast here on Twitch, you know, was more of like a you know, hey, let me I gotta as I continue to do this, I gotta narrow some of this focus on certain platforms. At first, I was like, you know, put everything everywhere. And we'll see how this goes. Um, but I, I also didn't I feared the fact of being a Twitch streamer in a lot of ways because I was like, well, wha- whatever happens to Twitch, which is the boat that I would be sailing on, affects me. Kind of like the YouTubers. And and when yeah. PewDiePie fucked up, it's like, well, you know, his fuck up affects everyone. There was a yeah. freedom in podcasting because it was like, yeah, it's everywhere. Yeah, it's on Spotify. It's on Apple Podcasts. But now that's going to change. It is. And not only is that going to change from that perspective, all these motherfucking celebrities, all these people that already have established fame, money are getting into things like T-Pain streaming on Twitch, bro.
1: Like yeah, I why? Mean, I mean, dude, it's Dennis, cool. Dennis but Brigham has a podcast now. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. It's, ah, it's
2: So indie artists or content creators are going to be even more suppressed. Yep. And 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 there's a part of that that really frustrates me, man. They're really just like, oh, you know, this used to be our lane. This was our platforms. And now, especially during quarantine, you're seeing a lot of shit change. And yep. for better and for worse, you know, honestly, we'll see. A lot of spotlight is being put on these platforms because people demand content. And, yep. and they can't get it from Warner Brothers or, you yep. know uh such and such company anymore because they're not filming right now that shit is postponed but you can still get on twitch and watch spider not stream you can still get yeah. on twitch and watch you know th- this you know podcast or this or that and it's free fuck yeah. I mean except yeah. for you paying for your internet and having the equipment or your phone or whatever um but yeah man so there's a lot of pent up aggression when I hear a lot of these stories you have to study the game from afar and see how these things are being moved and shaken and how they're going to affect you and what you got to do. But still like, yeah, YouTube has rubbed me a wrong way here this, this year. And I've just been like,
1: "Mm, yeah. So it's a, a YouTube's a necessary evil. Yeah. Um, And, um, yeah, I agree with you completely where I think now's a really good time to be a content creator just because, especially on Twitch, um, because I don't really fuck with YouTube all that much just because, Uh, the content I do I don't think it it could 100% be on YouTube I just don't think it's worth the effort yet because I don't think I've found a platform I'm comfortable with Mm -hmm. uh like showing that content on YouTube right I don't Mm -hmm. know how to fucking like you know my speedruns what 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 am I going to do with that right (laughs) I'm I'm not I'm not very creative right yeah you
2: are bro give well, yourself some well, more I, credit
1: you know, when i say i'm not creative i basically don't want to put in the time to be creative
2: oh, okay okay i think that i, I think mean. the content i do on
1: twitch is good enough to be just on twitch like okay. i don't need a fucking mic right um but uh like i have a friend who's a really really successful podcaster um and like i, I was with him when he was Like just starting out Greenhorn in the basement, (laughs) like straight up. No, no listeners, whatever. And like now he's literally a top 200 podcast in the world. He he was able to, he used to work for the the city, uh, you know, was making close to six figures a year. He was able to quit that job because he's just making a shitload of money now. But he tells me all the shit that he has to put up with, with with all these other platforms and shit too. And like, bro, it's, it's straight up people with a shit ton of money. Constantly just throwing that shit in your face, just like, hey, dude, we'll give you so much fucking money. Just throw our ads on your show. Uh, hey, dude, if you do this, we'll give you some money, right? It's, wow. it's what it is. It's uh, whenever you, whenever if you're, a, if you ever get there, dude, you know, like people are gonna start just throwing cash at you, like, cause they see you, like, holy shit, you see this dude, Wondersoul, he has like, you know, a hundred thousand viewers spike. In one month. He, he's and he's trending, right? We gotta get on this. <laughs> like, we're gonna yeah. fucking start. Hey, I'm so-and-so from like progressive insurance. Uh, put our <laughs> ad on your fucking YouTube video. Yeah. Here's here's like two thousand yeah. bucks. Okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, like who the fuck is gonna say no to that? Like that's when people are like know, man. when when people always bitch about people selling out, especially like you see this shit a lot on like on Twitch and YouTube, like yeah, so and so they they were a pretty underground streamer for a bit and then they get signed and they start getting like all these fucking like sponsorships and like just ads and money and shit. Like, Oh, they fucking sold out. It's like, dude, like if you, you would have done the same thing. Cause they have no idea what these people go through. Yeah. Like what, what, what tips like, don't tip me Frodo type of situations, man. It's like, dude, <laughs> yo, if you put this ad twice on for two months, on each episode, once at the beginning, once at the end, for two months on every episode you release, we'll straight up give you a check right now for $8,000. Like, that's the kind of shit that content creators get thrown at, like, straight mm. up, if they're starting to get successful. Like, so you gotta ask yourself, look yourself in the mirror, it's like, when I say no to $8,000, me, fuck no. Like, hell yeah, put ads on my shit. I don't give a fuck. Like, that's that's $8,000. So when like, people are like, dude, you sold out. It's like, dude, you you have no idea. It takes the strongest fucking character to be like, no, I don't want your $8,000. <laughs> like, think about that, homie. You know what I mean? I'll like, tell you
2: what it is for me, though, is like, as much I agree with you. I just I, I have thought you have to think about this. You never know, man. You never know yeah. what could happen. And You know, I love the concept and idea and the integrity of saying, I'm not doing this for the money. And you're absolutely right. A lot of people I know, I know all of us feel that way. You can't go into something like this going, I'm about to blow up PewDiePie.
0: You can't, right?
1: You can't even think about money. You're just setting yourself up for a lot of disappointment, man. (laughs) But
2: you have to also, and, and anybody who doesn't agree, hey, that's on you. But you can't say that, well, there is a possibility there is this almost like rare, but there is a chance to gain some financial benefit. If I do a good enough job, if I do yep. good works, it will pay off. But I got to focus yeah. on that first part and that's doing good works. And, yep. and and instead of going, I'm going to get on here and I'm going to stream and I'm going to get, I'm going to be like ninja and I'm going to be like rich as hell and hell no. But I've, I've, I've told myself to agree to a certain, you know, rules. And that's like, if you did an ad or some kind of sponsorship or promotion that it it falls in line with your character, that it's something that's like the hell I've never heard him talk about this. This dude don't yeah. eat chunky soup. Why is he? Do- <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. You know, like if it's like yo, I drink five hours. Like this is my coffee. If five hours was like bro, do a five hour stream every week. What we'll are you a check? Drink these on, on on stream and stuff. It'd be like well, I do this shit anyways that's different yeah but if yeah. i were to just pull out something random like here's get this makeup i don't wear makeup yeah. but they threw me a 100 bucks and here you go do it don't sell your soul don't lose yourself in that but yeah. i yeah. also understand like you said there is that like those opportunities arise the the potential for oh shit, this hard work's about to pay off it yeah. is like you want and pay off literally but then it also comes to that point where you know, well, how much of yourself are you willing to give up? Like, you know, the censorship on YouTube, like you can have ads on there, but are you ad friendly? Are you family friendly? Do you cuss? Well, it's not going to look good, you know, for this and that, where it's just like be independent, try your best to, to utilize platforms and, 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 and strategies to maintain yourself as you go down this road. That's why you have things like Patreon things yep. like that where it's user viewer listener fan whatever your friends supported it, and it's yep. it's it's so that you don't have to go sorry guys I know you knew me before I started doing this stuff but I can't say this stuff we can't cuss no more we can't do this no more I know yep. that's I know that's why you guys enjoyed the content well not anymore because I can't yep. like PewDiePie yep. and all these YouTubers game grumps all these people I loved when they used to be uncensored as fuck now they, yep. now they have to hit, like, they have to literally go into their edits and, and, and put little bleeps and blips and stuff. And it's like, I yep. get it though. I kind of, yep. you get it, but you're like, ah, oh, I wish you didn't have yep. to. Yep. And so yeah. So that's the, my little rant on that. So
1: no, yeah, no, I, I agree completely <sighs> yeah. because, uh, what, and I've seen this like personally where, um, if you're a content creator, like, and you're being somewhat successful right like you mm-hmm. have a people look at your patreon numbers it's like oh yeah he's he's making you know a couple thousand months just from patreon like this guy's obviously people like what he do uh but he's completely independent his numbers don't like i, I guarantee like this company will come up to you hey we are part of this podcast network mm-hmm. right we can guarantee you that whenever your episode gets uploaded you're going to be on the front page of every major platform we're going to get you all the fucking downloads in the world, right? We're going to increase your numbers. But if you want to join our network, you have to meet these conditions. And my like, dude, some of those conditions are like that platform now owns like something of a part of your show and they're getting money from your show. Like they're taking like 25%. So you're going from a situation where they're proposing, oh, yeah, you're going to get exposed to so much more money, but what you're actually making is going to go down because we now own your show kind of sort of, you know what I mean? You become a vessel Um,
2: for them to make money more than you are making money. Right.
1: Yeah. Right. Uh, and that's the kind of shit that every content creator is going to run into. Like, okay, do I, I have a lot of momentum here. I have this big network coming at me. Do I want to like, just completely sell, well, you know, whatever your definition of selling your soul is right. Do Mm -hmm. I want to sell what I've worked on? That's my baby. Do I want someone else's hands on it and mm. tell me how I can make my show, what goes on my show, what ads are on my show, et cetera? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you have to make decisions that will ultimately make you kind of like question your own moral compass. And you also have to think about like, okay, I have all these fans. What are they gonna think about it? Should I ask them? Like, should I should they be involved in this? Because like i kind of have this thing where if it weren't for the fan like if i didn't have people come into my stream all the time and say what's up just like be there for the journey i wouldn't fucking do it anymore like yeah straight up I, i'm all about the connections um so if say i were to start popping up and i'd start like i would have to ask myself what well, do i even address my community on this or do i just do it because it betters me <laughs> you know and and,
2: uh, and that's the kind of thing that you struggle with in in, in this kind of environment this kind of um uh... You know, it's like the streaming thing like this. Keep it with streaming. So do I play this because it's trending Or or do I play this because I want to play it or do I play it because somebody else wants me to play it? And I know I'm not gonna enjoy it, right? So you gotta like it's not selfish to think of your You want to make something that you want to make that you're gonna be proud of that you would enjoy that always Should always come first. You just got to hope that there's other people that have that same taste or they, they, they would also enjoy that whatever set thing that you're doing and making. But 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 when it gets to a point where it's like, you know, I'm not doing anything I enjoy anymore, I'm doing what company is telling me to do or are or, or these people which, yes, they're supporting me, but then it's almost like, is it to a point where they control you? Like, well, yes. hey man, I support you on this. And you're gonna yeah. say no to doing that? It's like, you put me in a difficult situation. Like if you really cared about me enjoying what I'm doing, you would you know you would respect that that line there where it's like yeah i wanna I wanna please you for and i wanna thank you for supporting me, but there's gonna come a point where it's like, mm-hmm, you know that doesn't mean that i you know I'm not Pinocchio, I got no yeah, right. and it and, you know it's just like so it's weird, man, I've thought about that a lot recently in this year where they say, you know make the stuff that you like." and and uh, and i try to abide by that but you also have to take in consideration well what do people like from me and like what do people want and you know there's that whole mentality where you to me i've found it's a selfish unselfish balance where you got to do what's best for you but making sure that that is going to be the best for everyone else as well and you got to be transparent about what you want what you need what you like doing what you don't you gotta know what you you gotta know that for yourself first so that you can project that out there. So then you don't have those weird demands from people. It's like yeah. if you knew me, you would know that I don't like this type of game or I don't like talking about this kind of subject because I don't know shit about it. So I'm not gonna right, yeah. I can't you know, like with the podcast, I'm like I'm never gonna talk about something I'm not confident in speaking about. And if and if that's the case, at least have somebody else that can like that knows a lot more than me. And maybe yes. I can have that conversation, but I'm not proclaiming to be an expert, you know? And, and so there's a pros and cons about it, man. There really is. And I think it's important to know that, I mean, watching that Michael Jordan documentary, the last dance, I don't know if you've seen oh, that, yeah. bro,
1: that was fire, yeah.
2: but seeing how much, you know, you give up, you know, yep. he's the best basketball player of all time. He's won this many championships, but there was days he'd be in the hotel. Just like, dude, I'm drained from people yep. demanding me and how many people actually like me for me. Like yep. we, we look at celebrities and we envy this for this, this, I don't know what it is. Like we want to be popular. We want to be, we want attention. I'm, a, I'm actually a person that, you know, doing something like podcasting and streaming kind of a lot of way conflicts with w- a lot of me. Like, I don't like to walk into a room and go, look at me, everyone, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, uh, and a lot of people get that, that weird stigma with like podcasters and stuff, you know, uh, or just people who do content. Cause they're like, well, you must like attention. You like, you must be a podcaster who likes da-da-da-da. It's like, nah, yeah. nah. Yeah. Um, but you Same. know, you give up a part of yourself when you're, you do become that level of fame. Like, who do you trust? Who liked me when yeah. I was making no money? Exactly. Wasn't blowing up. And who, who's calling me today? Like there's that rapper mentality that you hear a lot. You know? Yeah, know, yeah, yeah. it's true, it's, it's fucking true man. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, keep that in mind and look around you at all times in these beginning stages of any point in life. It's yeah. like, okay, if you, if if I can let, rely on you now, that means that when, if things ever got to a point with anything in life that I know that you were genuine and, and that, you know, I can trust you. But yeah. look at these celebrities, these artists and people who they don't know who they can trust anymore. Yep. And so there's like a weird it's not all freaking, you know, rainbows and butterflies and shit out there.
1: Yeah. So. yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. We've been going a long time, dude. Yeah, we I'm have. Like this is
2: crazy. We almost went on for like we've been live for three hours, basically two two hours and 54 minutes. But damn. Yeah. yeah. God, damn. <laughs> God damn. Um. Well, is there anything else you want to talk about or is there anything you want to bring up or do you think we this might be a good spot for us to.
1: Uh, I mean, while up. I would love to keep going, uh, yeah, I, I think now's a good spot. Yeah. There, we can always hop on. You can always have me in the future, Oh, man. dude,
2: I would love to. This, <laughs> this has been fantastic, man. Thank you so much, Not. Um, yeah, of well, to wrap it up, it only feels right, man. Uh, go ahead and pitch and plug yourself. It's like hot ones, bro. You got a camera over here. Oh, nice. Yeah. Over yeah. There. So tell the people nice. what you got going on. Just let them know, like what you stream, when you stream and everything. And then we'll wrap it up, bro
1: sure so. sure so um yeah thanks for everyone who listened uh it's a really fun wonder so thanks for having me on of course uh, uh so yeah um you can follow me on twitch um i stream well right i start a new job on monday so i don't know what my fucking schedule's oh going congratulations <laughs> thanks um <laughs> so right now I, I would just say my schedule if you listen to this today it's 3 p.m central to 7 p.m central. Um, uh, I fall under the variety label right now. I don't know what the fuck I'm going to be playing, so. Uh, <laughs> but I can guarantee if you if you come to my channel, it's usually a bunch of laughs. That's for sure. Um, <laughs> I I tilt at whatever game I play. Like the my tag on my Twitter is I play frustrating games for your enjoyment. That's basically the <laughs> the, the, the model of my channel, right? So I play a lot of hard ass games. Uh, but um, other than that, you follow me at Twitter. It's still same as my. Uh, Twitch TV, it's Nut S-P-I-D-R-O-N-A-U-T. Nice. Um, and I'm actually going to be going live. As soon as we wrap up here, I'm going to be playing a game called uh, World of Horror. Oh, shit. Um, yeah, it's so, dude, this game is actually tied. I've been wanting to play it for a long time. It's a, do you remember those, like, those mud games, like the text-based adventures? Yes, yes. So think that, Okay. but they wrap it into, like it's this one-bit game. It's drawn in black and white. It's very Lovecraftian and very, like, the Ooh. animation style. It's uh, this dude who did, like, Japanese manga, like Junji Ito or something like that. Okay. It's very... It looks like a wild ride, but... So I don't know what it's going to be like watching it, but if you hop into the channel, it's like you're going on an adventure with me. We're going to be solving all kinds of mystery scoop. Um, so oh, yeah. I'll, I'll be going live as soon as this is over. But, Yo, uh, nice. Other than that, that's all I got, man. Ooh,
2: um, well, everybody, everybody watching. Thank you. Everybody, part of the chat that came in tonight. Thank you. Uh, we have some shout Oh, okay. SJ gave out five tier one community subs yes. tonight. Thank you. You and nerdo King are the goats, uh, with support. Awesome. You guys are awesome. Go ahead and check them out. They, they, uh, stream on Twitch as well. Um, let's see. We had some followers tonight. Uh, uh, Thawani I think uh, Thank you uh, Eddie uh, uh, Let's see Forte we'll, we'll go with that Happy Toe Camel 69 Chuck Taylor's one With the Clutch raid Actually came in With a party of 10 That was crazy uh, Yeah uh, See uh, They told me how to pronounce this earlier And I'm gonna mess it up again Cause I'm just bad at I don't <laughs> read and write so well So My bad Psyastic uh, Or <laughs> Oh god Yo, anyway, uh, if you were here, you know, you're going to be in the YouTube version. And if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, thank you guys. If you want to be a part of these shows and be a part of these conversations in the chat, tune in. We're live here on twitch.tv slash Wondersoul usually every Wednesday, but we kind of had to alter in scheduling. Uh, so this is actually a Thursday night recording, but we make it work. We make it happen. I'm so thankful for not for being on. And before we go, I, I got to, man, I've been putting this off for the whole episode. I've been from this no, you're gonna show uh, the clip. I, I got to show this clip. <laughs> if you guys are listening to this episode, please check the description for all the ways that you can support and follow Spidro Night. You can check him out on Twitter, like he mentioned, on Twitch, and here's a clip of one of the most funniest things that I've seen from this man and this man is pretty funny. So, <laughs> this is this is pretty epic. This is uh do you want to set this clip up for anybody listening? Spidro yeah. like what what are we about to watch?
1: <laughs> all right. So, if if you don't see the video of this, uh, I'm playing this game called I Want to Be the Boshi, and if you've never heard of it, uh, really all you need to know is that it's a game that was made to fucking troll the shit out of you. It's, like, just on purpose, made to be a super difficult fucking game. Um, and I'm fighting this boss fight, which is Ryu from Street Fighter, uh, and he's throwing a shit done of Hajdukens. I'm, like, three hours trying to beat this guy, okay? And... Basically, I think I beat him, but something happens and you're going to hear what it is. So,
2: All right. So if you're listening to this, I'm going to put the link to this clip in the description of this episode. So please take the time to check it out. It's not that long. I think it's only a minute, right? So let's get into it. Yep. Oh my god dude, you're so into this dude. I know. This part right here, I was like, nah. Yeah.
1: i make these faces.
0: That's That's fucking Get the fuck out! I fucking died! What?
2: Oh, Spider Not, thank you! Thank you for no. being part of this episode, bro. No.
1: Of course, man. But thank no. you, thank you. So a lot fun. Uh,
2: if you're if you're listening to this, thank you. If you're watching this, thank you. If you're in the stream, thank you. Till next time.
0: Thank you for listening to Wonder Soul. Connect with the podcast through social media. Follow us on Twitter and
1: Instagram. Search Soul. If you enjoyed this episode, please share, rate. And review. You can find us on YouTube
0: and Twitch. We appreciate your support. Wonder Soul hopes you have yourself a good day.